I'm Jeremy Greer. And I'm Gary Butterfield. And this is Days of Future Cast, the podcast where we occasionally check in on the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, we wrapped up Dark Phoenix Saga last last episode. Uh, while we were kind of thinking about stuff to do, we're like, you know what? We both saw Multiverse of Madness. We got some new trailers to talk about. Uh, Moon Knight is out. Uh, and we can we can have a, kind of a mini MCU episode. Uh, so, yeah, that's what we're going to do. Hey, Gary, yeah. how are you? Hey, hey, it uh, good. I'm okay. Good. Excellent. Uh, worth noting, we're not talking about Moon Knight here because I, I haven't watched it yet. And people have been like, get Cole on for that. And Cole really likes it. And we might do something like that. Uh, but I just haven't gotten around to watching yeah. it. Uh, yeah. the, the only thing I really need to tell anybody about Moon Knight is that the finale has been out for uh, weeks now. And I have not watched it yeah <laughs> jeremy's not feeling it yeah uh, also i may uh, or may not have fell asleep during like the last 10 minutes of the penultimate episode so let's yeah. get cole on <laughs> i uh i under I, this well this currency spends differently for different people to me uh falling asleep during a thing because i never that never happens mm-hmm. is literally the most damning thing you could say about <laughs> a piece of media because <laughs> like it's very it's like basically impossible for me to fall asleep while you know something with dialogue is on mm-hmm. you know my brain just won't shut down the idea of falling asleep during a movie or a tv show is is literally a an absolute sniper bullet directly to its heart it's like, weird because i like uh i can only do it with naps like if i'm if i go to bed like i don't have a tv in my in my bedroom i can't i can't stand the idea of like people falling asleep to tv or whatever like it's just it just doesn't it really it really bothers me if there's a tv on in the room when i'm trying to sleep except in the middle of the day <laughs> in the middle of the day yes. <laughs> let's put on a movie i've seen a thousand times and just fucking conk right out like it just puts me out for some reason uh that wasn't nice. the problem with moon knight i think there was a combination of moon knight being uh i just think it's pretty boring uh for the most part and also having a, a mm-hmm. large lunch <laughs> so the combo yes. <laughs> it was the one-two punch and I'll, and jeremy was out on the couch that day so kanju has bewitched me with oh, a large no. lunch <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh the one way to um, defeat moon knight is you know d- d- a whole po boy instead of a half for lunch one day yeah <laughs> Can, are you brave enough to make moon knight sleepy <laughs> no <Avengers. laughs> uh, <laughs> The uh, but I I've been meaning to watch it and it just hasn't been in the cards. But I did drag myself to uh, to a theater, yeah, to, uh, to watch Multiverse of Madness because I knew it was gonna get spoiled for me because that's how things work. And uh, I was uh, excited, me too, to see it based on the uh, the trailers. And I really liked it. I I did too. Uh, we, we should uh, yeah, we should just good. we should just mention this right in the front that uh, we're gonna be talking about like all of the spoilers for this movie. So if you haven't seen it yet or you have, and you have plans for seeing it, go, go to the movie theater, uh, uh, and, or then come back later. Um, yeah, we're going to uh, be talking about everything. So if you live in a, in a major city, what I have found my like theater hack for not feeling like I'm going to die mm-hmm. from seeing movie theaters is only seeing, uh, things in like weird little theaters. Like I'm lucky that we have a couple of theaters where, there's like big comfy couches and seats that are pretty far away from each other. Nice. And those places also tend to let you choose your seat, which is kind of a new, nice recent innovation. So I scope movies before I go see them, see if they're going to be crowded. And then I find like a a back corner. Uh, Me and Liv went and saw everything everywhere at once. And I went and saw multiverse of madness. And both times I had like a very wide cushion around me of uh, a space. I bought tickets early to just a normal generic AMC, which is pretty much the only thing I have access to. And uh, when I bought tickets, 
literally nobody had bought tickets online. So I just like plopped myself right directly in the middle. Uh, when I got there, by the time the trailers started, there was maybe like uh, 10 people in the theater, I think. And none of them were mm. near me. Uh, there was there were some dudes like one dialed one aisle down, but like way, way over. And a group like one aisle above me and then way on the other side. Like, I think everybody is naturally just trying to stay away from from people. Uh, yeah. I had one of those moments where the uh <clears throat> I, I, I i i've decided that i hate going to the movies now i used to love it okay. <laughs> <laughs> um they really spoiled me with black widow once once i once i watched black widow at my house alongside the rest of the internet i was like well I, why would i ever go to a movie theater again um yeah i will pay an extra 10 bucks to not do this and and like there's parts of this like going to see infinity war and watching cat pick up the hammer with like 500 people was a fucking blast it was insane right like and those those are great moments being in the theater for like those kind of crowd pleasing moments is super fun um but after like the spiel of trailers and garbage that they play before the trailers was done it just went back like whatever media player windows media player closed on the computer that they have hooked up <laughs> and it was just like literally just a start menu like it was no no icons on the desktop just a start menu and that was it uh and that's I, incredible and i guess people like just <laughs> forgot um and it made this weird like very very small crowd kind of rowdy and like and i just wanted to like crawl out of my skin because they started making a bunch of jokes Ooh, windows media player uh, like it was like a bunch yeah. of real dorky jokes and i have so little tolerance for the public right now <laughs> yeah, yeah you don't you don't need the peanut gallery to like yeah, yeah. do punch up on your life and um, uh yeah that would drive me nuts one dude finally got up and was like i'll go check and like somebody tried to start a round of applause and i'm like there's 10 people in here y'all what, are we, do, what are we doing <laughs> like, you're, you're killing me with this story <laughs> like, just, like, he, does, he doesn't want to so try to hey guys let's all do the wave yeah i uh, mean like he didn't land a plane and i don't even applaud pilots that do that that's their fucking job <laughs> <laughs> that is that is some gross simp behavior oh man it was like hey all right this guy's a hero yeah it was really it was really weird uh and then like him coming back and being like they said they're gonna send someone to fix it and someone was like Woo-hoo! yeah yeah <laughs> Damn it! Someone, 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 <laughs> put that TikTok guy back on the screen so he can tell me about Thor. <laughs> I'm done with this. That's incredible. Uh, uh, that sounds intolerable and awful. Yes, I, uh, I'm gonna. The next movie that I is like on my. We went from uh, this is not MCU related, but we went from like having no movies I want to see to having a billion movies I want to see. Okay. Uh, now it's real good. Like the movies are back, baby. Uh, I keep seeing trailers of stuff that looks good. But I, the next thing that I have to see is the Northmen, and I'm really glad they're just playing that at home. Yeah, yeah. Like I, you um, can just rent the Northmen, and you pay some extra money, but, like, man, that's so much better. I'm debating between to, uh, Northmen and everything uh, this for this weekend. Um, oh, that, yeah. That's, that's my two choices. Or Morbius. Or Uncharted. Yeah. <laughs> so I have... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We I have mean, we you have never a, go wrong with Morbius. I, the, the, you never always bet on Morbius. Always, always bet on Morbius. Have you watched it yet? <laughs> the, you, uh, have, you have not watched it. No, yet, right? no, no. Okay. I, I, I will. Yeah, I, I'm waiting for when I can turn it into content. Yeah, like we'll yeah. we'll do our Venomverse episodes at some point on this show because as just movies, I'm just a fan, just invested in the Sony. Absolutely, uh, hundred percent. Crappy version of the MCU <laughs> they got going on. <laughs> uh so but i haven't watched the northman yet either i can say everything everywhere at once fucking bobs yeah that's like a, a once in a decade 
good movie. I really, I'm, I'm very excited come about it. Very often. Uh, I asked Autumn last night and I was like, so, cause she's kind of weird with movies and, and we're real deep into a game of Thrones rewatch right now. So it's like, she would much rather do that than watch like a new movie. She would watch like eight hours of television before she watched two hours of a movie. Uh, that's just who she yeah. is. Um, so I asked her last night, I'm like, Hey, I want to watch like this everything movie this weekend. Like, do you remember that? She's like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to see it too. And I'm like, well, do you, do you want to see it this weekend <laughs> or do you just want to see it together eventually? <laughs> Cause there's two ways that this can go down. And she's like, just watch it. Like if it's really, really good, you'll watch it again and I'll watch it with you. And I'm like, okay, thanks. That's, that's all I needed to know. So perfect. Um, instead, Dr. Strange. <laughs> and then we'll talk about trailers at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Strange. Uh, this is, a, so I was pretty stoked about this as a continuation of WandaVision. Uh, it was, when the trailers started coming out, you and I talked about it, and I think it was pretty obvious that Wanda was going to have like her big villain turn in this movie. Like that, there was no surprise to me whatsoever. And I think the movie, obviously, like didn't really care about surprising you with it because it happens in the first scene she shows up in. Um, and I think it does a reasonably good job, like handling those characters in a in an overarching way. Uh, even though a lot of the like a lot of like the dialogue in this movie is absolutely atrocious. <laughs> There's some pretty pretty bad actual like moment to moment writing in this. One hundred percent. Like I like this movie. It's not perfect. Like we're we're gonna talk about talk mm-hmm. about the problems with it. Uh that's a big problem, I thought. I, I will say also going into it, um, I got kind of weirdly, and maybe this is me being an idiot, I got a little swerved because I was like, Oh, you know, Wanda's gonna be the villain of Doctor Strange too. And I knew that. And then I feel like the trailers did a pretty good job of hiding it. Mm-hmm. Like they showed her kind of evil and out a couple of times, but with all the scenes where he's like asking for her help, you know, it seemed like real legit. And I was like, Oh, you know, maybe she's kind of a little bit of the villain, but then a worse threat's going to show up. Yeah. You know, and the, and the trailer had Shima Garoth. I was like, ah, oh, maybe something. And Baron Mordor, Mordo, Mordo, uh, which we'll talk. I got a real problem with that guy. Uh, <laughs> you know, I was like, Oh, maybe something's going to happen with him. Uh, no, it just Wanda's the villain, and she's real fucking she's nasty. Just, she's just uh, real mean. Um, and the trailers also you know. did a good job of like showing, uh, showing you like evil, strange, right? Uh, and and yeah. like making you think. And well, if, yeah, that's what. Yeah, exactly. That's what I thought. I was and, like, oh, it's gonna be just strange v strange. Yeah, and if you know, and we got that in What If, uh, which was also like you know specifically a multiverse story. Um, so I was fully expecting like some of that from What If to come in. Uh, but I also kind of felt like the way that people were talking, like the, this was going to be like, a, when a, this is going to be a Wanda story. And I think that's one of the things that I like about this movie. And it's the, it is a weird departure from Marvel, not a departure, but it's just a, like kind of a, a change of direction. It, this isn't a sequel to Dr. Strange in any shape or fashion. Like it continues the story of Dr. Dude, Strange, yeah. but like, it is not like, it, it's not called Dr. Strange too. Right. Like, the, and I think it's very specific that Marvel is going to be, changing the way that they name these movies like thor 4 is not thor 4 it's thor 11 thunder it's it's you know and it's and it functions as i i said this in a, in a twitter thread where like uh mcu movies are now just sequels to the mcu like this, this does not function as a thor 2 sequel and you couldn't do a thor or not uh, a doctor strange 2 uh, because you couldn't do that because nobody cares about Doctor Strange one. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm kind of projecting with that because that's one of the movies you know in the in this universe that left me pretty cold. But like, I I defy people to remember things about that. Like, put a gun up to somebody's head and be like, "Hey, what's the exact plot of Doctor Strange one?" Yeah, we all yeah. know the end. Give me the plot though. You know, we know the beginning. What's the plot? Uh, and people just won't know it because it wasn't 
a very compelling story. Um, you know, Thor Love and Thunder is going to function as Thor 4 and Guardians 2.5, you know, and MCU 10 or whatever, when it starts setting up the new Asgard shit. Yeah. Like, and and things in there. Like, it's, it's now coalesced enough to where, uh, and this is like, I don't, and I should preface this by saying I don't care about this. This is not a flaw to me. Uh, But I can see it being a thing that people struggle with and get irritated with uh with this that the idea that each of these movies is not really a self-contained series like it probably no longer makes sense to be like oh i like doctor strange but i don't care about the rest of this shit yeah because it's all just going to keep getting folded in and folded in you are now uh it is now a package deal and and i think it's a you know this is this is them slowly but surely over the last tw- however 20 years or whatever um like adapting the movie model into the comic book model right like you get stories yeah, yeah, this yeah. is this is a doctor strange story and this is a wanda story and the name of the movie is doctor strange just like you would pick up a doctor strange comic book where maybe he deals with wanda for five issues um and it could be a self-contained story it could be you know uh, as part of an overarching anthology like maybe you need to know all of this stuff with um his generic girlfriend maybe you don't like and really you don't because the tv the, the movie explained everything you need to know in several scenes like you don't yeah. have you don't have to have watched the movie and the comic books are really good about this too so it feels like they're just going to be changing like okay now we have this going on with these characters and this is feeding into this and this is feeding into that and i couldn't be happier because having like discrete sequels for this and like iron man 2 um i think is you know yeah it's it's just it takes away a little bit well they were really conservative with it you know iron man 2 is like what about a little black widow yeah yeah a little Mm -hmm. bit of black widow and then now it's just like (laughs) <laughs> like now here's everything who gives a shit uh and i i much prefer that uh because at this point i'm no longer thinking about this fr- you know this series this franchise uh as a series of discrete series at all yes it's all just like one big thing i'm pretty invested in uh and will watch all of and has a b- higher batting average like a batting average that justifies continuing to watch it and also a sick little compulsion where i have to know the stuff that gets added to it yeah until they get to x-men <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> then 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 we shall see how they do it uh and at this point there is like a weird you know scratching a doing a lottery scratcher thing every time we do this for what like what little x-men crumbs mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they're gonna give us you know and there's a big x-men crumb in this which we'll talk about but like you know they're they're gonna put out uh, uh whatever the next next movie is what's the next one like or thor comes out yeah thor Love and Thunder. Uh, who knows the post credits for that has the shiar yeah you know you know i don't know dude if they introduce uh, if they introduce the shiar before they introduce the x-men into the mcu i will <laughs> i will yell i will i will get my ladder i will climb on top of my roof and i will yell about it on top of my roof to my neighbors <laughs> they're gonna shiar first x-men experience can you imagine the, the x-men yeah. introduced via bird person i'd get i can't yeah. i cannot handle <laughs> Corsair shows up uh, with his pregnant <laughs> wife, and that's the introduction to X Men. <laughs> it's just like it, embryo Cyclops. It's when the MCU goes out real strong for pro life. Pro life, yeah. You wouldn't abort Cyclops, would you? <laughs> you wouldn't abort a Cyclops. <laughs> it says Will Disney. Um, yeah, <laughs> I uh, yeah. It's 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 weird to me, uh, and and I'm not, and I I, I I I'm torn on even addressing this because it's weird addressing feedback that's not directed at you i think but i saw just so yeah. so many people 
that are not MCU like fans or don't even like engage with the MCU uh, complaining because like, Oh, I want to go see the new Sam Raimi movie, but I have to watch all of this bullshit before that. And like, Hey, no, you don't like, you never had to, yeah. like, you, you, you absolutely <laughs> yeah, like, don't. If you think that you can go to, a, you, you're going to go to this movie and like you, you have to read a book to understand fucking Wadna, <laughs> Wanda's motivation. Like she's just missing her kids. Like it's, it's well fucking explained. It, they explain that role. Yeah. yeah and then also intensely. like Sam Raimi is your guy for this. Like, this is the guy like the, that you have to like, you're going to torture yourself for like, I mean, he's a good filmmaker, and I, I enjoy his work, but, like, I'm not running to the theater for the new Sam Raimi, right? Like, it's crazy to me. It, it made me think, like, oh, did you watch, you know, if you're this big of a Sam Raimi completionist, uh, where you at on uh, Oz the Great and Powerful from 2013, the absolutely terrible movie uh, that he did. Where are you at on a, the uh, Evil Dead series? There's a TV series. Yeah, it's like you, three seasons. If you watch that TV series, Asian, how about 50 States of Fright? Uh, you know, these, these things, it was very strange to me uh, that we saw that. And it frustrated me because I, this is a discourse safe zone where we can like respond to discourse. The big thing I got frustrated with that was people who, uh, it was, it was a double frustration because one, uh, people were like, oh man, you know, Sam Raimi's not going to be able to Sam Raimi because he's in the MCU. And I think that's an unrealistic expectation. Uh, this is not a movie which is just like, Hey, do whatever you want. Sam Raimi, you know, the idea of getting, it's the same thing as uh, like a star Wars, you know, you get in a, a specific director, but they still have to play in the, the sandbox, you know, you should know that and accept that. And then when the movie actually came out, I feel like the Sam Raimi's fingerprints are all over this. Oh yeah. <laughs> and, and people still complained about it. Just like not being as wild as, you know, drag me to hell. And I'm like, well, yeah. Yeah, uh, because it's part of this like connected series thing. Like, why why would you expect that, you weirdo? You know, it it it's there's still enough Sam Raimi in this. The same way that when uh, uh God, who is the um, what is the other? The, I'm trying to think. Guardians of the guy director, right? The um, so what? the Guardians guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, James Gunn. James Gunn who brings yeah. uh brings James Gunnitude mm -hmm. to Guardians of the Galaxy, but it's not just like a straight up James Gunn movie. But Guardians it's of the Galaxy wasn't movie. you know Slither either. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Like it, it's not or like and and Thor. Like if you're expecting a Kenneth Branagh movie, these one like they're just working people. Uh, two, you know they it is a thing with an overarching control, and it's okay if that's not for you. You don't like that as a thing. But not, Sam Raimi getting this paycheck and being able to do like the fun music battle and insert something that goofy into the MCU mm -hmm. is not a net negative for you. That has not hurt you. I'm a um, person. Also, like it's <laughs> it's it's weird after the movie came out uh, that I saw so much. I saw so many people complain about like the dialogue and the story and like Sam Raimi ruined Wanda's arc. And I'm like, I, Sam Raimi directed a movie. He didn't write the movie. <laughs> he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he, he, he received a script and he probably had a certain amount of leeway to change scenes, do scenes, things like that. But like, he's not the only person that's creating this movie. Like Marvel, it's I get Michael Waldron. Yeah. Is the, the, yeah. The, there's a guy, he's the, it's the Loki guy. Yeah. And, it's the guy who uh, wrote Loki is the guy who, wrote this movie and feige's group like have has known for a long time how wanda's arc is going to end up right like they have they have had this planned out for forever right like th this is yeah a very very systematic way to tell stories and it, i don't know man like i just i feel like 
and I think I've seen, I think I saw you say this on Twitter, like the MCU is so big and there's this like really actual great argument to make about Disney owning everything and becoming this conglomerate. And uh, I recently watched like a video of Quentin Tarantino where Disney was just like, no, if you, we, we want all of these movie screens for Star Wars. And he's like, but they were like, we have a contract for Hateful Eight. And they were like, nope, no, you don't. Or you don't ever get these movies again. Um, and just like straight up bullied Quentin Tarantino, which fuck Quentin Tarantino, number one. I'm not even trying to defend that dude. But like, yeah, yeah. there's an argument to be made. But I feel like people are so desperate to like make that argument and talk about how terrible the MCU is and Disney is that, that it just like sloshes over into stuff that does. It's not a, it's not a valid argument. <laughs> like, you yeah, can, yeah. You can it, just not watch it. what's happening. Yeah. Like, yeah. People are mad at it in general and are not they're hurting their own argument by not making not being specific. Mm hmm uh it's it, i actually had a really interesting slack conversation similar about this which was about the um uh complaint that people don't have sex in the mcu mm-hmm. you know that the, they're not horny and stuff and i was like at what you know at what point was like this kind of pg-13 kids movie ever like horny it's not that's not really like this movie would not be improved by horny you know, it's not, it's not what it is, what you're actually mad about. And then I like talk to the person and, and like drill down is that the, is that issue about like buying all the screens, mm-hmm. having this monopolistic, um, hold on theater, which is an argument like, yeah, that sucks. Uh, but that isn't, you know, you, because you want more romance movies or more horny movies is not a good argument for Spider-Man to jerk off or whatever you want to see, you know, in, in this these movies yeah absolutely. you know what i mean mm-hmm. like it, it's not uh they're not the same argument and you should you should always make the argument you're making uh because it otherwise people are going to think you're being a, an idiot and an asshole and uh <laughs> and they're gonna know, th- just and, angry and they're gonna think that because you kind of are because you were yeah because they're, they're kind of right you know it, it's it's you're not being specific is really important yeah yeah um with this kind of thing and it's so and the other thing is it's not just important because people think you're an asshole it's important because uh you won't get what you want like you won't affect the change that you want to try to make you're not going to win hearts and minds by being you know sublimating your anger into like a non sequitur Mm -hmm. you know as as opposed to to keeping it focused on the actual point you have yeah you can't actually win because like i don't like you're not arguing about the point that you care about like you can't like you're just you're just like yelling into the void at that point um so it's 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 weird to be an mcu fan nowadays um because on the other side of it you have like a bunch of people uh you know, yelling about like, well, you know, there's not enough violence or there's not enough this or not enough that. And, and then on the other side, there's like, I don't know, man, some of this stuff is, is kind of (laughs) bad. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like when I talk, when I want to talk about Moon Knight, I'm like, I just, I just don't think it's very good. I don't, I like Oscar Isaac a whole lot. It's like, Oh, Oscar Isaac is the best. And I'm like, yeah, but he's kind of a dumbass in this series. Like that's, I I just want to talk about this, like as, as, as its own thing, like on, as, on its own merits without getting into yeah, a yeah. larger conversation about it sometimes. And it's, it's difficult to do that on the internet, Gary. It, I don't know if you know this it, nuance is difficult. It's pushing you into teamsmanship on either side. Mm. So like people who don't like these movies feel like they have to don't like them for every reason, uh, you know, including reasons that are not accurate or don't have anything to do with the actual products. And then people who do like these movies have a weird urge and, are encouraged to kind of cheerlead 
or go along with that when in fact like they vary in quality greatly because of course they do because they're made by different people and they're incredibly different yeah you know so uh and that's even down to this movie which again rather liked not perfect you know it has it has uh its issues and i want to be able to talk about those issues without uh going into two camps like the the twitter camp that is like oh the mcu is just jingling keys for babies or like the fan account that's like mc at mcu is beautiful that just posts screenshots of like you know landscapes of asgard yeah yeah yeah, 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 on, yeah, yeah. on twitter you know that kind of bullshit so it's it's frustrating uh everything would be better without people being able to discuss it except Except like for in me, this kind of situation. Except for me and you. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. No, no, no Twitter. Like, no no discourse. Yeah. Uh, I hate all that shit. And I, if uh, the only, like, I love my job. It's a dream job. The only thing is that I feel like I'm getting to an age now where, like, I would probably log off, you know, if, uh, if, if I didn't do this job, if mm-hmm. I didn't, you know, need to be in touch with the public, I would love to not look at Twitter ever <laughs> uh, again <laughs> and not have ways for strangers to to throw their opinions into my head yeah yeah uh, unless i'm looking for them yeah you know I, I i totally understand you i don't have that job and i still yeah. do it so what the fuck is wrong with me is the question <laughs> yeah, tons of people do it uh, let's talk let's talk about the actual movie let's yeah, yeah. uh mm-hmm. let's kind of go so the the plot of this is is pretty simple i was trying to think of what uh what would be a good way to discuss it uh without recapping it's not like our x-men episodes where yeah. we we're not going to go scene by scene them. or anything like that um yeah. I, I think like the plot in this is is overall pretty good uh because it's basically you know dr strange has a uh meets america chavez um who is mm-hmm. played wonderfully by um, a woman whose name i cannot pronounce apologies i've only seen it written and i'm not even going to attempt it uh but she's great uh i like yeah. seeing her as character she had a little pride pin Ms. on Gomez. so, so uh, yeah Ms. there you go um yeah. she could travel between universes um there's something coming for her for that power we quickly realized that it's wanda who was using the, this dark old book to uh try to get america's power so that she can go to another universe to find the kids that she had in wandavision um which and, d- and kill her her original and killed the original you so know, she can um yeah <clears throat> and as we learn there's something that happened towards the end of the movie where they're like you know what there's infinite universes like what what happens if you you know find the, these kids? she's like oh no that's what i want i have to have the power because what if they get sick i, I want to be able to take them like to another universe to get healed like she doesn't want just to be with her kids for a little while like she wants to basically be able to manipulate the the multiverse in order so that she always has children (laughs) which is yeah which is a very mom thing to do i think (laughs) yeah uh the uh and the the way that actually resolves i think is pretty good yeah you know uh the the way they resolve that in between uh you know so kind of like one of the things so that's basically the plot and and, the, and them stopping her and the way they have to stop her is by going through some parts of the multiverse mm-hmm. um one of the the kind of disappointments people had about this is they were expecting more multiverses uh and i actually agree with that i was thinking we would visit some more worlds you know um the ones we get are really cool so it doesn't bug me too much i would have uh, uh i would have definitely taken more i was pretty satisfied with the number that we got like the just with the the action that we got um they could have mm-hmm. removed that whole this the whole early fight scene between Wanda and the 
magician clan i don't even know what these guys are i don't even know who they're in the the, <laughs> the, the, the magician's castle or whatever like i don't i that that whole fight thing um it really didn't work for me at all like i don't i don't care about their weird schools i don't care about any of this stuff and wanda like just slinging power around wasn't super exciting to me you mean you mean or wong is that like, yeah uh, yeah i guess the, so mm-hmm. yeah the zone they're they're getting in mm-hmm. before they get to Wondergore. yeah okay. uh i think also uh a, a cinema ending is they need more ways to differentiate these zones. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, oh, did we are we finally seeing Kunlun? Yeah, yeah. You know, are we going to see some scrying pool? And then I was like, oh, do I remember what the name of the Mystic Land is in Shang Chi? Yeah, is it that uh, place? No, it's not that one. It's not that one. But, it's but, a totally different one. Yeah, but the, <laughs> yeah, it's it, they look similar though. Um, yeah. So I, I also I was not super into that, and it was just to have fights and kind of move things along mm-hmm. you know it was just to get them into another dimension um, uh and it for so they can do fun yes absolutely stuff. uh and that and all of that stuff works out really really well uh like them moving between the universes is really well done seeing the different stuff like mm-hmm. pop up like at one point they just turn into paint which and there's a real funny comment i'm yeah. like yeah you don't want to stay in there too long it's really difficult to eat <laughs> like yeah yeah, yeah I, I like the focus on eating yeah uh, that she yeah has. yeah um uh there and then she's she's great as we mentioned mm-hmm. Um, I think that the, the biggest problem with this movie, uh, and the, the most like salient criticism of it, of it is that Dr. Strange in the MCU is not very good, uh, as a main character. Um, I don't, I don't like him, uh, very much. I don't care about his girlfriend. Yep. Uh, and I don't, uh, I don't think it's a really, like, he looks the part perfectly, you know, like in my head, like, oh, that, that's very Dr. Strange. Uh, but he doesn't, he's not charismatic enough. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have strong opinions of Cumberbatch mm-hmm. in other stuff. I know other people do. I didn't, I, I watched like the first couple episodes of Sherlock. I didn't, didn't go deep with it or anything like that. Uh, I think that he has no charisma I, as this character. I would a hundred percent agree with you. And I think it's, it's one of the biggest problems in the movie for me. Uh, and, and Dr. Strange one was the same way of just like the way that they write him is so similar to the way that they write Tony Stark in his early movies, right? Like this, yeah, this extremely yeah. arrogant over the top, like, w- like almost like, you know, sarcastic witty dude. And I just, and this is my own personal like experience with Dr. Strange. Like, I just don't feel like Dr. Strange. Like, I feel like Dr. Strange is, you know, stuck up a little bit, right? Like probably a little mm-hmm. arrogant, but I don't think that he's like quippy. And like the quippiness yeah. is where all of this whole thing, like if Cumberbatch just played the, like if the dialogue let Cumberbatch just play this like straight the entire time with no like zingers, I think it would actually work a lot better. He still would have the lack of charisma, but he wouldn't be trying to get people to like him either, which is what that comes off. It'd as. be kind of the point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. and that, that lack of charisma, the, the dialogue being so fucking god awful and this was in spider-man too i complained about it in the in no way home with him like you're gonna scooby-doo this shit like he just he doesn't have any idea how to deliver these lines <laughs> the dialogue is no. bad to begin with and it just <laughs> it creates a horrible yeah. combination uh yeah it, it made me think you know kind of tying not to loop back to too much to our first point but like this is not served by being a doctor strange movie really uh the doctor strange uh baggage from the first movie is all subtractive this should have been just the you know MCU colon the multiverse of madness mm-hmm. rather than you know or like uh, Wanda Maximoff. Yeah, 
I would, I would have loved to be, have Scarlet a Wanda Witch. movie uh, and have you know yeah. Doctor Strange play a part in that uh, and other Avengers having it, to be there. Largely the same part. Yeah. You know, like it, it could be mostly the same, him and America Chavez. You just cut uh, everything out with uh, Rachel McAdams as Christine Palmer, <laughs> which is even what if that was my biggest problem with that. Like that is not a relationship I believe in um, or or think feels very important mm-hmm. to me. Uh, you cut out that. You leave in Wong because he's great. Uh, you know, uh, what's his head? Yeah. Uh, uh, Benedict Wong mm-hmm. uh, is wonderful. I love that actor. Uh, you keep him in there, you know, so it's still Doctor Strange, but you just, you basically put him in like a Spider-Man role. Yeah. Like he just hangs out in the periphery. I would have, uh, uh, I think it would have been a better movie for it. Uh, I don't necessarily, one of my frustrations with this movie is I think a lot of the character development for Wanda really, really works. And I think they tried to have these like two characters uh, Wanda as well as uh, Doctor Strange like kind of have a mirror image of what they're going through like these internal like struggles to you know release control so that or you know allow people to do other things and things like that uh, and I just don't like at the point at the end of the movie I don't feel like and I felt this the same way about Doctor Strange 1 I feel like he's just still the arrogant prick asshole that tries to be funny uh, and I, 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 like I didn't get at the end of this that Doctor Strange has changed meaning, meaningful, meaningfully throughout the movie, and I don't know why they want him to. Like I don't like I just like what are we trying to do with Doctor Strange as this character? Like what what are we going through? Like what what do they want to set him up for? Because all of this stuff in the middle is very fucking boring to me, um, especially when you like you know coming out of Spider Man where Doctor Strange wasn't the villain, but he was definitely fucking up. Like, you just shouldn't cast maybe a multiverse spell because a 16-year-old kid asks you to. Like, it's dumb. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, he was he was kind of a fuck-up. Mm-hmm. And they could do something with that. You know, the idea that he's kind of a fuck-up and he got blinked out and now he's no longer the Sorcerer's, Sorcerer Supreme. These don't sell it. Uh, for For coming into this, you know, defensive and positive, we're being really negative about it, yeah. but it's really everything to do with with Benedict Cumberbatch in mm-hmm. this. Uh, you know, you talked about liking Wanda's arc. I really like uh, Elizabeth Olsen in this, and I really like her arc. Yes. Um, the idea that since WandaVision, which is the last place we saw her, and that ends with her uh, having done something awful and realizing it, but kind of before any kind of repentance, and then it has that post credit stinger of her, like, you know, looking through the Necronomicon. The idea that in between when that ended and now, she's just gotten worse. You know, uh, and so much so that she does these like straight villain things. It's a very, it's very faithful to the comics mm-hmm. to have her uh, snap like this. And I think the performance sells it. And then her coming back from the brink sells it as well. That felt like really true uh, to, uh, to, to the character to me. And they also just, um, they let Olsen just turn loose with this, right? Like she she gets to be the angry woman who whose family was torn away from her. Uh, you know, there there's a moment in this where her and strange are arguing and strange is like, you know, basically doing like calm down woman kind of thing. And she's like, you know, I had to murder the man that I loved only for it to literally be turned back in time and not mean anything, Just, you know, yep. minutes afterwards, like actually calling back to that moment. And I think that was, uh, it, infinity war not yeah, in gaming. yeah um yeah, that, uh, yeah um and and it's you know her her whole trajectory through this has been you know just trying to hold on to family members the thing that made her wig out in civil war was uh pietro dying um and then yep. you know right after that in civil war she accidentally blows something up with her powers like it's always been about like her 
slowly losing control. Uh, and WandaVision was the same way, right? Like that she goes through this traumatic event. She creates this fantasy world around her and she slowly loses control over it. So it makes perfect sense to, for me to, to have her pick this up as she has just gotten darker, as she has gotten access to dark magic, which the movie goes out of its way to tell you, like the more shit that you do with this book, the more it changes you as a person, the more it turns you dark. Right. Like, and that's yeah. Makes that book. Yeah. Yeah. It makes fucking sense. And it's fucking great. Like the way yeah, yeah. that when she starts actually turning loose, um, the one thing I did like about the fight in the mystical place of not Kulan um, or whatever uh, is when she, the, the fight, like, the outside fight is over and we go inside and she starts using mirrors uh, to try to like, and then reflections to try Mm -hmm. to get in, to try to take America Chavez from her, uh, from strange. And that was some of the fucking spookiest shit ever. Uh, And it, and it made that, it made that fight right before it where she's just like hurling red grenades or or stuff. I was like, why do we, why do we even do that? (laughs) Why, why do the red grenades if she can do witchy shit? RPGs. Yeah. The, uh, and that, that's the, it has always been the selling point of Doctor Strange as like a, a pillar of this thing is being able to see cool magic effects. Yes. Like people who go to bat for the first one, that's what they go to bat for is like seeing the cool building shit. And that stuff does look cool. And it looks cool here here as well. Like the, doing creative magic is cool mm-hmm. in this universe because you can do really cool visual shit. Uh, I like that quite a bit as well. Um, and they make the, her uh, they make her super scary. Like we saw... Yeah, yeah. And what if we saw a little bit of this when uh when zombie Wanda goes fucking nuts, right? Like she goes she goes crazy and it's awesome to see. In this, when she really cuts loose, she starts murdering everybody. And like in a way that is so gruesome, I was actually surprised that Disney was like, sure, yeah, let's let Elizabeth Olsen <laughs> murder <Yeah>. fucking <laughs> Charles Xavier. Like, I mean, some of the yeah. uh, some of the like death scenes in this movie I was really surprised, like stayed in. It, it, that that was uh and and that's very Raimi right yeah like that kind mm-hmm. of fun ultra violence uh that that's happening uh, that was pretty great uh I like that stuff as well uh that's in the big uh the big scene you know so we talked about Doctor Strange kind of doesn't work here um Elizabeth Olsen works really hard America Chavez works hard it is good uh in terms of like the multiverses and stuff they they go through um the things this reveals about like the greater cosmology uh that happens um. I'll get my my quick complaint out of the way. Uh, Baron Mordor is such a nothing. Yeah, yeah. In this movie and the last one. Yes. Like, he shows up and they play the music like I'm supposed to care who Baron Mordor is, uh, and I do not. He was a guy who he uh, studied with, who didn't do very much in the first one, and this one, uh, in an alternate universe, he's Doctor Strange. And who gives a shit? <laughs> but in that alternate universe, in that utopia-verse uh, they go to, uh, that's where they do the big plot reveals. Uh, and that's the big spoiler things that everyone talked about um, where they introduce like a lot of uh, MCU shit for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, the form of the, you know, the a version of the Illuminati, which is a uh, mid two thousands Marvel thing where like the smart people in the Marvel universe, they get together to control the world and the people on this alternate universe uh, thing. This was very fun and good to me. Uh, there are things to talk about within it, but uh, I was very happy uh, to see this. Yeah, not having been spoiled on this was was pretty crucial. So it was a it was a lot of fun to see all of these people show up when they do. They see it pretty early, like the you know Strange and America get captured in this multiverse because they are you know very quickly you know people realize like oh you're fucking up. Um, and the people that are in charge of them is you know Christine from a different universe who says that she works for the Baxter Foundation. So you're like, 
Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Backstory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We we know what's about Let's to happen, it. and then sure enough, yep. Um, and one of the worst pieces of dialogue in the movie, I think. Uh, she says she tells Strange like, okay, well, we're gonna let you go see. You have to go meet the Illuminati, and he looks at her and says, the Illumina Whaty. And I just, yeah, I, come on, dude. I, I do, it's just the worst written thing I've ever heard in my entire life. I just, I don't even know if it's written. I feel like Cumberbatch did a lot of uh, ad libs. Um, it's, uh, if the script for this thing ever leaks, I'm control effing for Illuma Wedi just to see <laughs> it, if it's in the fucking script or not. Because it is, it is one of the worst line reads, and it's one of the worst lines well, in the whole thing. It's so frustrating because it's not like the Illuminati is a term that the fucking Marvel universe made up. I know. I know. You, you know like <laughs> it exists like in, in, in our world as well. People know that fucking word. It's pretty, and pretty well known. I kind of had like shit. a weird like idea in my head of Illuminati <laughs> when I was like 12 years old. Like just, you know, I just yeah. read fantasy books. I just read stuff like, you know, I, I, I read Jim Morrison poetry. Like, I mean, come on. I was 13. <laughs> what are you, you going to do? Come at me? Absolutely not. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's just, just it's a, it's a, it's such a frustrating thing because uh, it's just so hammy and dumb. Uh, but anyway, so he takes them to he he's taken to the Illuminati by Ultron bots, which is a, kind of a nice thing. Yeah, uh, and we meet That's in this world like Ultron works. Yeah, absolutely. You know, is is the implication like uh, in this world like Hank Pym created or uh, Iron Man created an Ultron, but it didn't turn evil. Uh, you know, uh, that's great. Like already cool multiverse. You know, what if shit. And in in this universe, the Illuminati is, as you mentioned, Barry Mordo, um, a version yep. of Captain Marvel, uh, which I, I kind of it seemed weird that they didn't just use Monica Rambeau from WandaVision for this. I don't, well, this is her mom. This is uh, Maria Rambeau from oh, uh, the movie. Captain from the Marvel. movie. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I didn't even. She um, looks so different. The one in the who outfit. disappeared in the blip, who died of cancer while yeah. Monica was in. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Okay. Well, that's that that that's fine. Then that's okay. That's totally cool. Yeah. Uh, uh, also, Reed Richards from Fantastic Four is there, uh, as played by yep. John Krasinski. Um, you and I, yep. I think, have talked a bunch about this, like, real rabid fan base for John, <laughs> for fucking Jim from The Office to play Reed Richards, and I don't understand it. Uh, I don't I don't think he did a terrible job here. I just don't think he, it, he's good for the role at all. Like, I just didn't like that, him. That's the thing for me, is that, like, I knew this had been rumored forever. Uh, I was surprised. I don't hate it. Uh, I, you know, on screen, like, it's not my first choice. It's not what I would do. I was surprised by not hating it, uh, in action. I thought it looked good. Like I thought it, it physically looked very Reed Richards mm -hmm. and they didn't give him tons of stuff to do, but there were parts that of the performance I actually like. And like, I think he did a pretty good job. If this is what we end up with, I'm willing to keep an open mind. Yeah, like it wouldn't yeah. be my first choice. And I don't know why people clamored for it um other than just people liking john krasinski which i get like everyone turned against john krasinski after the office but you know uh there's there was an initial charm there it's not like, it's not I'm his fault that jim halpert is a is a fucking weirdo in that in the first few seasons well, of that of that show <laughs> we all just realized he was weirdo, uh, yeah. we didn't know it at the time, at the time we, were was, like, we were all rooting for him <laughs> yeah love it love it jim go jim yeah and then we all kind of gotten a little bit better uh, and I'm, I'm going to allow the writers of that show credit for being a little bit better, you know, going on the same arc I went on, you know, they didn't know. And I didn't know, uh, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Um, you know, I was really pulling for cheaty. I wanted cheaty from the good place Yes, uh, as my read writers. Still think that's the best. Um, that was my first choice. Uh, but this is, uh, and this also, it's worth noting, this might not be the real read Richards. Yeah. They might do a Quicksilver thing. Yep. Um, you know, uh, they could very easily, uh, do a different version of this, but I, I didn't hate it. 
and it looked really good. Like those uniforms are incredibly goofy, the Fantastic Four uniforms. Mm-hmm. And I thought this looked plausible. Yeah. Uh, it made me, you know, I got, I got pretty hyped I had, for it. I also thought the way they did his power is like, looked pretty good. Looked really good. That's it was more. Yeah. It looked more, a lot more subtle than it usually does or it did in the, uh, the Fox movies. It, uh, it makes me wonder because one of the big rumors about the Miss Marvel TV show about changing her powers, uh, was that it would be too expensive or hard for the CGI to do all stretchy stuff. Uh, and I know mm-hmm. TV budgets and movie budgets aren't the same thing. And like, there's a bunch of different people that have their hands and all this stuff, but like, it made me wonder if they didn't do that because it was expensive, but because they just wanted to have like, they wanted to have clear distinctions between who these people are and not be like, well, they both have stretchy powers or anything. So it'd be weird. It would just be have them both be like yeah. rubber people, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like I, I think that's probably a smart move. Um, um, how do you think, but, how yeah, do you think d- still man feels when like, good. you know, the Harlem Globetrotters are around? Like he probably just feels like he doesn't have powers <laughs> at all. Um, also I, there is black bolt. Have... Uh, yeah i don't know if yeah from the black bolt from the inhumans tv show yeah yeah do you remember when i sent you the intro for that inhumans tv show do you, do you have any memory of this with the with the weird I, dog no i i think i i, I blocked that or forgot it good good, uh, good 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 for some reason yeah. uh but i did uh for a brief moment after seeing this i was like oh yeah there's the inhuman show should i watch no. that and then uh looked up some screenshots of like that crew standing around and I was like, oh, this looks so shitty. Who's the uh, who's the inhuman with the long red hair that's always hanging out with Black Bolt? Queen Medusa. Uh, Medusa. Uh, in the first episode, yeah. there's like this weird, uh, like sexual assault coded uh, violence enacted where they cut all of her hair off. Uh, and it's yeah. And it was. I mean, it's just it's just the most and, and the acting or nothing or nothing about it is, is is worth watching. I watched the first episode and I fell off on it, which tells you all you need to know because I stuck through most of Shield. So. <laughs> Yeah, you watched Gifted, man. I watched the, the, I watched two um, seasons of Gifted, dog. I was gifted. there. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, the uh, and it, it sucks because I like the the Inhumans in like her getting her hair cut uh, in a non sexually assault coded way mm-hmm. is from the really good 1998 Inhumans comic, which is wildly ahead of its time if you've never read it. Uh, like written by or uh, drawn by Jay Lee. Um, really weird for a late 90s comic. Like feels pretty modern uh, and is really quite good. Um, I want to like the Inhumans, and I was happy to see Black Bolt make an appearance here. I think this is smart because uh, doing it here, it doesn't mean they have to bring bring the Inhumans in. Nope. You know, he can be just like an Easter egg. Yeah, yeah. Uh, here, uh, but had like good physical presence and stuff. Uh, and then we had uh Peggy Carter, Captain America from what uh, if from from the cartoon. Yeah, uh, that was really cool to see something. You know. To have something from the literal cartoon make its way into the uh, the the flesh and blood, and it's also like I love Haley Otwell to death. I think she does a great job. I hope I'm that. Yeah, yeah. I get her confused with another actress all the time. So hopefully, no, it's Haley. Okay, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love her to death. I, I watched all of her series when it was coming out, um, and it's it's actually really good. It, the first season is extremely strong. The second season is okay, but um, it was really, really, really awesome seeing Captain Carter come in from the What If series and and still kind of hold presence in the room with these people that, you know, are, are are so much like, quote unquote, bigger than her from a cosmic point. Right. But like still yeah. it just made me because I'm such a fan of the MCU Captain America and the way that they have done that character and having her kind of take up that mantle in her universe and still be that character of ideals, like having all of that come across in a you know, in two episodes of a cartoon and like three minutes of this movie was really fucking good. Like it was well done. Yeah. Yeah. Super well done. And then the big thing, of course, of interest to us 
uh, on this show was the introduction of uh, Patrick Stewart's Captain or Captain Xavier, Professor Xavier, <laughs> uh, uh, from this, which like we we can certainly talk about how well it was done, and my intellectual brain like thinks it was actually done really well. Mm-hmm. Like I I love him in this, uh, but also I can't put aside my absolute teenager mind that uh, there's like a feeling like I will get a feeling of elation sometimes while watching a piece of media, and it's rarer and rarer, but it always feels a little bit like I'm floating. Okay. If I if I get really like in the pocket for something, I just feel like real pumped and good about it. And when the animated series theme song thing popped up for this, even though this had been spoiled for me, sadly, like I knew this was coming, uh, I felt like really elated. So, I felt high for like a second. So what is you know? And it's it's the key. It's the keys jingling for me. I'm an idiot, baby. I like mass market entertainment. Uh, but I, I was just like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, come on me and you, I mean, there's, there's a reason we started this podcast. There's a reason we've waxed poetic about so much X-Men stuff on here, right? It's because we genuinely love this stuff. And when they do things like love the X-Men, bring Xavier out and the fucking yellow hover chair and play the X-Men, the animated series music, uh, like it's, it's going to get you fucking hype. Uh, what what were you spoiled on? Because I knew. Obviously, we I, we like they he you could hear him in the trailer and one of the first trailers that came yeah. out. So we knew that like, and then then he, then he showed up at the premiere, <laughs> and they were still trying to keep it kind of coy. And I'm like, what? But did you know like you know the X Men the animated series chair and everything, or what? what you just knew that he was. I knew be the there. chair. Okay, uh, the, that's a like a shot of the chair had come out. Mm. You know, uh, I didn't actually see him at the premiere. I just knew about the chair. Mm. That's what I'm saying. And I heard heard the voice, and the voice was still plausibly denial yeah, as yeah. A, oh it probably is but i i like being surprised by things and then i saw the chair and i was like okay uh still really cool like i still not only was it cool on that fanboy like teenager level that made me very excited and it's worth knowing like as i get older that is so rare mm-hmm. that i feel that at all did you feel <laughs> like, anything at all you mean <laughs> yeah I, I feel i feel a lot of despair and tiredness okay yeah uh, sure and like detached curiosity but i i i don't feel that kind of like oh fuck yeah like very often mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so i really value it when it happens um and i think that the way they handled uh professor xavier in this was really deaf like daft uh i think that or deft deft uh, yeah. i think that they uh they did a good job of not really explaining you know if you didn't know what a mutant was if you don't know what professor x is you would just know he's a psychic Mm-hmm. This is a guy with mind powers. Uh, he didn't have to say mutants or talk about mutant liberation or anything. It just implied, like, in this world, there are mutants. We didn't see them. It's fine that we didn't see them. Uh, but they're here, you know. Uh, and it's uh, the performance is really good. Like, he's... Patrick Stewart is so good in that role. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just every, every chance I get a chance to see him as it. Like, it is my canonical Professor X. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um. It, I, I think they did a wonderful job here. I think the, all of the very brief, like, uh, psychic plane stuff that we get, if that's even psychic plane stuff, it's more, um, like, you know, going into Wanda's mind kind of thing, uh, is, I think was extremely well done for mm-hmm. like a split second. Um, so the setup for that is, you know, Wanda comes in, Wanda ha- being, not being able to travel the multi multiverse has possessed a version of herself in another universe and is basically puppeteering her around. So Xavier, when Wanda attacks the Illuminati goes into her mind and is trying to free the trapped Wanda in her mind so she can take back over and kick evil Wanda out. Uh, and for like a second, Gary, it was like that white background and he's like walking up to a door and I'm like, are they about to do the, um, 
what was the the no speaking comic from Grant Morrison's? Exactly, the enough said Grant Morrison. It, uh, it's the same like set. Yeah, I've, from when they I did was the like, are they, surgery. Are they about to do like? Are they about to? Is the same Raimi about to like go through like a bunch of weird shit right now? Like, are we about to do it? And we it, <laughs> is Cassandra Nova gonna pop out? <laughs> <laughs> like, whoa, you know. Um, uh, and they don't. Yeah, it was. But they really cool looking. Yeah, but it was still really cool looking. And like that that moment of like trying to free her, and then of course Evil Wanda comes in and just obliterates Xavier. Uh, is is a fucking moment so when she she comes out she she twists his head around she breaks his neck like rambo would that's fucking wild um, dude hey kids uh and then the way she kills so that whole scene where she's uh killing the the illuminati is great yes um i love uh what the you know it starts with the black bolt thing you know they're just like everyone they're really arrogant because black bolt's very powerful they're like black bolt's gonna take care of this uh they show him execute somebody that version of Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. which I, I love that scene as well, where he just whispers, I'm sorry, and it like disintegrates all the flesh from his bones. Great. I think Black Bolt is very cool. Uh, but him, his head exploding because he doesn't have a mouth. And you're like, oh shit, you know. Uh, and when John Krasinski comes down, and I love that bit too, where he's like, listen, I understand. I have kids. And she's like, are your kids and wife still alive? Like, then you don't understand. You know, I thought that was like a really, I like how John Krasinski does that. Uh, you know, there, him being warm and kind of like re- trying to relate as a family man mm-hmm. made sense for Reed Richards. There's also me. the really great line that Wanda had there, where she's like, you know, where she asks, you know, is your is your wife still alive? And she's he's like, well, yeah, yeah. She she said, well, good. Someone will be there to mourn you with your children, and then fucking yeah. unravels him. It seems like, and yeah, dude, that's so fucking Explodes cool. His head. Yeah, <laughs> he just he's just like, whoa. And, and <laughs> one know, of the died. like has to be the most violent stuff we've seen like in the MCU, like period right like i mean i don't know 100 i don't know if we're, we're you know obviously excluding netflix stuff where kingpin decapitates some dude with a fucking car door but yeah. uh and or, or venom where he's constantly eating heads <laughs> yeah like it, but you know <laughs> and main and, and like main mcu disney stuff like this is the most violent stuff that we've seen and then she continues to like murder the entire group uh so black bolt yep uh reed richards captain carter and uh captain marvel are trying to do like some team up stuff she ends up like cutting captain carter in half with the shield uh and dropping a whole bunch of fucking bricks i mean it is vicious uh the only one i think she doesn't kill is baron mordo uh because he's in like a little mini kung fu fight with strange which is some of the like what that's happening while this like the coolest shit in the world is happening it just made me like i don't care about this dude at all like why why i I hate bear mortal so much (laughs) (laughs) it's so so dumb Uh, but it's a great scene because and i love this multiverse shit because it allows you to do stuff like that like you can't just uh you know have a character twist your professor x's head around Mm -hmm. uh we might need that professor x later and that character might need to be redeemable in multiverse shit you can do that though yeah uh you know and that that's kind of the fun of it you can take that too far and they do in the comics a lot of the time where like they just become death you know there's too much death and destruction Mm -hmm. because they're allowed to but uh in a movie franchise that is this safe and this you know designed to sell action figures and amusement park rides it's refreshing to see yes uh, even if it is just the display, like the visual image of consequence, you know, uh, violent consequence without actually having it happen. It's a great scene. It's like the centerpiece scene of the movie. And what I was surprised by, because up until that point, I had been enjoying parts of the movie, you know, quite a bit. Like I liked what Wanda was doing and stuff, but it hadn't really taken off. And I was expecting from here is I did not know where it would go. I knew that at some point there was a dark Doctor Strange. 
uh, I was very surprised to find uh, that I really like what happens after this as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the strange versus dark Doctor Strange bit uh, was better than I thought it would be. You know, uh, emo Doctor Strange, uh, I thought, you know, first I thought he was maybe going to be like a big villain, you know, an actual big villain in the movie. Uh, but the fight is super fun. It has the musical note uh, fight, which is Sam Raimi as hell. And it's like just incredible to see, like really, really cool wizard battle uh, that happened. And then when we move into the finale where uh, Doctor Strange animates his zombie version. Yeah. Um, that's the most Sam Raimi shit I've ever seen in my life. I guarantee you uh, there's going to be like some kids <laughs> watching Multiverse of Madness that are having some nightmares of these weird wraiths coming out of uh, Doctor Strange's eyes and, and, and mouth. And he like battles them and yep. forms them into a weird living cape. It's, it is extremely cool. Like it is fucking dope. Dude, like it's metal as hell. Millennia shit. Yeah, dude. Like I'm, him I'm having a cape of gremlins. Fucking like, way off into it. Like I'm, I'm just great. And the, and, I buy a vacation house down at the Cape of Gremlins. <laughs> <laughs> but man the whole time i was like this is this is like wild like this is this is intense for uh, a movie i want to ask you i'm I'm kind of curious how you felt about this like because right around the time that wanda kills the illuminati the illuminati revealed to strange that they don't really give a fuck about wanda because strange is the one that they're most concerned about because their version of strange almost destroyed reality uh, and almost destroyed yes. the multiverse and that now they don't trust any Doctor Strange, like anyone that comes over here, they're going to basically... Except for Professor X. Except for Professor X, who's read his mind and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But uh, I, it made me just want those Doctor Strange movies <laughs> instead of these Doctor Strange movies, right? The villain Doctor Strange? Yeah, like the, like the, the one that goes that dark. This movie would have had. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like I would have... And, and, and maybe uh, we're setting up for that because of the stuff that happens at the end of this one. And he's like, he's used the dark home, which does change you and blah, 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 blah. But like, I would almost want to see what we saw in What If realized in the movies and actually see... Just because it's, it wouldn't just give him the opportunity. It would give Benedict the opportunity to do something that's not just stand there and look like somebody... Ha- he's, he's way better as a villain yeah like him being like kind of a smirky asshole works a lot better than him being a quippy likable uh being the least likable person that's ever been Mm -hmm. you know i you know i I love that like if they did the uh the implied story of that with like the cover-up and everything Mm -hmm. is really cool like them having you know oh we we actually executed dr strange but we the people everyone thinks he's a hero and we maintain that lie because it's like useful you know, uh, that's really cool. Very and good. I, yeah. I thought that was a, uh, and if, if this doctor strange now that he, at the end of this movie where he's kind of starting to break bad, possibly, uh, comes back to that universe where they think he's dead or they think he's a hero, but he's actually the villain and he's actually, you know, a shithead at that point, that could be very cool. Yes. Uh, I really liked that. Absolutely. All of that stuff is great. Um, and like you said, the, the ending fight to this, the, the climax is, is very good. A running theme throughout this is our running kind of, storyline with america chavez is her being able to control her powers um she can only Mm. like open up these portals in between universes when she is uh scared or threatened or things like that she can't control her powers at all uh we get a little bit of that with her there's a memory thing real quick Mm -hmm. before we go into that like she's a mutant right in this in this universe like i'm I'm, yeah i don't know what she is in the actual comics but the she's a teenager she only manifests her powers when she's stressed like i think this might be our first not you know our first mutant not from another universe that's a in here they don't talk about it but they don't also don't talk about how she has her powers or anything yeah she just is from she's just from a different world or whatever 
Um, yeah. Is she considered a mutant in the MCU? I'm curious, or in the in the comic book universe. I'm actually kind of curious. About I don't that. know because I I haven't read an American America Chavez comic because I fell off a of Young Avengers, uh, so I don't I don't know. Uh, but I in this I was just like, oh, she's a mutant. Yeah, like they didn't explain her powers, and she's a teen, and she they come up when she's scared. Yeah, she just she just has powers. powers. Yeah. Um, seven years after getting her powers, do, 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 do. I don't know. The, this is a, a an enormous yeah. Wikipedia article that I'm not going to read all of them on air. So, yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. You sure? Yes, yes. Um, this is not yeah. everything yeah. to America Chavez, so we're not going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. I forget what we were talking about. Uh, oh, well, she, oh, so she's uh, trying to learn yeah. how to use her powers. And, um, and again, like just that it's, it goes back to that theme of like being able to control or be in control and things like that. And I think it's just really, really good. Uh, and America's powers like look so fucking dope. Like the giant star that, that opens up between universes. Like they did that so fucking well, man. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I like that effect quite a bit as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought, and the idea of her punching holes in the, in the universe is real fun. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. You know, as a, as a superpower, uh, when this comes through, like her winning the day, like this is another one of these, uh, Marvel movies, uh, that they're doing where the old guard passes a torch, you know, to the, the new guard, uh, Dr. Strange, like supports America Chavez in, in winning this, like the whole, his moral arc in this, which is again, not very good is whether he should just suck the powers out of her. Cause it's whether he should be patronizing mm-hmm. to her. Uh, you know, should he, uh, he knows better than her and he breaks good and does well when he decides to embrace like helping her out. You know, there's another way I'm not, you know, that's the, the pretty generic arc for, for him. But the idea uh, of him helping her and the way that she actually utilizes her stuff makes me really excited to see more America Chavez. Yeah. And things like the way that she actually wins this, I think is really cool, uh, which is just showing Wanda, showing her kids, the monster that Wanda's become. Yeah. And, you know, and that scene, I, th- I thought that scene was great. You get old Wanda, uh, what Wanda could be like, you know, for a movie about the multiverse, we end up having two Wandas against each other. One of which is the natural solution of the shitty universe. That is the, the main one where WandaVision happened and Infinity War happened and all this tragedy happened to her. And then like a well-adjusted Wanda, Mm -hmm. you know, who is less powerful and more innocent uh, and is, you know, there's a lot of pathos to seeing her get beat up by this evil version of herself that comes in from another world. Yeah. It's horrifying. Yeah. And the kids are just like grossed out and it it snaps her out of it. Like it's a story trope. Like that is a, uh, a story beat I've seen, you know, before, like show somebody, you know, the monster they've become to to snap them out of a, a fugue but i think it works here yeah i think it's a good way for Wanda this uh this version of wanda to to end and uh more or less and once again like just elizabeth olsen uh to just running away with this right like i don't know that mm-hmm. th- there's a lot of good actors in the mcu uh elizabeth olsen stands out to me as being the one that can really carry this like emotional brittleness that wanda has like this teetering on the edge of sanity uh desperation kind of vibe that 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 Wanda has she really fucking nails that and then when she sees the kids uh and and the kids start like reacting to her and the kids are terrified and they start throwing things and tell her to go away um she told a story in an interview where like apparently one of the kids actually hit her with one of the items and then she snapped a little bit mm-hmm. and she's like I feel kind of bad that like I brought that into the character and then like but it but when I watched it later I was like oh no that's terrifying that's perfect I should have done that <laughs> Yeah. So she was like being <laughs> that, genuinely like yeah. fucking annoyed with these two brats is something that like and then all of a sudden she realizes like, oh, 
I I can't be their mother. Like I am I am too far yeah. gone. Um, so it's yeah. really really super well done. Uh, we, we didn't. How excited were you when they talked about like going to Wonder Gore? As a as a as a, as a fan of the animated series, <laughs> I, I was so excited. I was like, are are they going to be there? Is the is the cow mom going to be there? <laughs> I want to see the cow mom. In, instead of cow mom, they have Bull Dad. Yeah, I didn't uh, like Bull who Dad at, at yeah. Mun, who is somehow is the the in the action figures for this. He, that's the build a figure. You can make your own guy, and all he did was stand there and shoot magic missiles for like two seconds. Weird. Like he shows up in all the promotional materials. And everything, I'm like, why? <laughs> Who's this motherfucker? Uh, I, I was hoping for uh, Cow Mom or some more, like, this version of Wondagore. Uh, this revealed how little I know about Wondagore in, in real life, I guess. Uh, it just is an evil mountain yeah. with troll monster things. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think in the comics it's different than that. But I was happy to hear it because it's, it's deep, you know, it's pretty deep lore. It's a deep cut Yeah. Uh, here. Uh, how good is, so the... This movie is cool because, or one thing I liked about it is that it has two post-credit scenes, but one of them happens, it has actually kind of has three. The way the actual movie ends, I think is really cool, uh, where he thinks everything's fine. He walks out and his third eye opens Mm -hmm. and they play that like squelching guitar, uh, theme Mm -hmm. that is like, they have electric guitars in the, in the score when, uh, evil mystic psychedelic shit's happening, uh, which I think is a really great choice. And the idea of just like, oh, yeah, he's he's fucked now. He's on the evil path. I uh, was really excited for that. Like, I was just like, oh, cool. You know, uh, that's a cool place. It's a bold place for this to end. Uh, and I like what that opens up. Yeah. Uh, and- less exciting to me uh, is the actual mid uh, post credits thing, which introduces, hey, kids, uh, do you like Dr. Strange's second girlfriend? Because <laughs> uh, here's Clea and she's played by Charlize Theron yeah uh it's just bizarre like i don't who cares about clea yeah it's it's one I of those know. it's one of those moments that where they do these the these mid-credit sequences where they either i feel like the mid the the credit the post-credit sequences were really really strong when they started doing this stuff when they had stuff to introduce yeah when they were actually like. introducing stuff that you knew and like you know, you can go to the internet and there's like, oh, this is going to be the thing that sets up Secret Invasion, and they've already got Secret Invasion, da 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 da. But like, okay, but like, what I saw in this in the theater was just a random chick played by Charlize Theron, and then him him opening his third eye, going like, fuck yeah, let's party, and then they jumped into a different universe or something, um, which is yeah. fine. I just like it, to me, it's just it's almost a nothing. And then I looked up because uh, they turned on the lights they turned on like the big lights after that scene and i was and you had told me there was two post credit scenes so i was like yeah, oh yeah. i'm gonna i'll just look on my phone real quick and i guess the last one is just bruce campbell bruce campbelling his way through a, a bad joke yeah yeah um, and i was like i am not staying for that i will do that at a later date if, if ever they, they did the big lights for me too like nobody respects that okay <laughs> uh, scene. Uh, so i i get it the the um the the post credits reminded me of the post credits uh in eternals where it's like Star Fox and uh, Puck the Troll. Yeah, yeah. And, it, it, you know, they're just, you're you're really, you know, you can have Nick Fury show up and, man, that's a big deal. Uh, but you can't have Clea show up and expect me to give a shit. I think that's the uh, and that's, that's the like, difference because when Nick Fury showed up, it was Nick Fury showing up and it was Samuel L. Jackson showing up at the same time, which gave you like, oh, shit, Sam Jackson's going to be Nick Fury. And now it's just like, oh, Harry Styles is in the MCU. I don't really know who that guy is, but he's in the MCU. <laughs> Charlize Theron mm-hmm. is playing unnamed girlfriend in the MCU. And of course, you know, comic books people know, but it's not like 
real common knowledge, like something I think that Nick Fury probably was. N- none of none of Doctor Strange's supporting characters, <laughs> not a single are anything one, anyone cares about, which is part of the reason why his he kind of sucks so bad in these. Like Christine Palmer, the, the, when he's at the uh, the wedding, there's a character there who's another surgeon who like yeah. in the beginning who kind of yells at him about not preventing the snap. And I was like, we're probably supposed to recognize this guy. I was looking him up. Uh, he's from Doctor Strange 1, but I would put a gun to anyone's head to remember. I, dude, uh, I. Michael Stubarg is Nicodemus West. I have recently uh, watched, uh, like, relatively recently watched Doctor Strange uh, and kind of enjoyed it. It was right around the time, I think, What If was coming out um, and enjoyed it, as you mentioned way earlier this podcast, for special effects reasons. I, when that when that dude was on the screen, I'm like, they definitely are banking on some memories I do not have. Like, I have no fucking clue who yeah. that is. Like, I know, and you don't have to. It's just a weird scene that just happens. Um, yeah, yeah. It's nobody cares about any of these Doctor Strange characters, man. Like, I can't imagine anybody like getting really, really. No, no Clea stands are going fucking yeah, nuts. Yeah. Uh, now, I mean, him going off to another universe, you know, to save it uh, as kind of evil. It's been so. The first Doctor Strange came out in 2016. So this is a a big gap between Mm -hmm. these. This is a six year gap. Uh, If it's another six years, and then they do Doctor Strange three, and it's just him like cavorting around with Clea in other multiverses, like I'll keep an open mind. I really want those two to appear in some interstitial thing and then be a villain. Mm -hmm. Like I think a cool way for them to do magic in the MCU is to have it always be uh, this corrupting shitty thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, because uh, it's too powerful and too vague to just have hanging around. Um, if it always turns people into monsters, uh, I'm pretty into that. I have um, an idea. And then you, you get the Enchantress in there at some point. I'm That'd very cool. much here for Strange doing, um, like, I think we, I think we, we kind of, we've been, <laughs> we've been really dissing Dr. Strange this entire thing, even though we really like this movie. Uh, but he's the worst part of the movie. But him as a character, like, he was really fun in Infinity Art. Yeah, Infinity War and Endgame, right? Like, yeah, he 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 fulfilled a role, and since Tony Stark was there, they couldn't turn him into Tony Stark as much. Like they those play those arrogant personalities got to play off of each other. Like when we get to Fantastic Four or like the or the Galactus Saga or whatever the next big like Avengers Unite thing is, I want him to be more in those like supporting roles other than his story carrying the whole day because. I don't fucking care about it. I don't think that he's changed yeah. as much as a character since Doctor Strange one. He just kind of always is the same dude, and that's that's disappointing. So, yeah, yeah, it's a, a the big. I, I think we're in agreement. Mm-hmm. Worst part of the Doctor Strange movie is Doctor Strange, but luckily enough, everything around it is awesome. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, that really, really worked. We didn't we didn't talk Except about the, Baron Mordo. the 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 uh, Sugar Roth. <laughs> this almost said that that Canadian electronic band Sigur Ross, uh, Sigur Ross, Sigur Ross, yeah. <laughs> uh, the big fight in New York at the beginning with the giant eye, incredibly yeah, dope. Shumagaroth, Shumagaroth, which is in this is called Gargantos because Shumagaroth is owned by uh, Sony, I think, or something. Mm, interesting, weirdly enough. Uh, but yeah, it's it's based on Shumagaroth, uh, which I know from the Marvel versus Capcom. Uh, video games <laughs> would you believe that 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 weird eyeball beholder thing is a playable character in those the, fighting games fucking uh, God, bring them back bring back marvel <laughs> it's it's so good dude i uh i for my uh for christmas i treated myself to uh a little tiny like tabletop arcade mm-hmm. cabinet thing like not a full-size one but like one of the the lower end ones but i got the the marvel one 
which has Capcom versus X-Men and wow. versus Capcom and the Punisher arcade game. That's excellent. Uh, yeah, it's, it's fun. It's sitting right next to me. Good. It's like a, it's a, it's fun to just uh, pop it on and play a couple rounds and, you know, cause those, those games are really lovingly animated and, and cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, that Shumagroth fight is great, mm-hmm. uh, in this, the, the moment when, cause I came in, this is me being discourse poison and a good reason for me to log off Twitter forever. But I came in cause everyone is complaining of like, Oh, Sam Raimi wasn't allowed to be Sam Raimi. So I came into it being expecting that, like I was kind of primed. And then in my head, I started noticing Sam Raimi things. And the very first thing I noticed is when they pull out Shumagroth's eyeball and it literally goes, like that's the Sam Raimiest thing mm-hmm. that could ever be uh, to make that pop noise. And I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> like that's great. That's fun. Uh, I love it. I think that fight's really cool. And I think that monster looked great. Yeah. Extremely good. Extremely, extremely good. I, um, yeah, I, I, I heard a bunch of people complaining about the special effects in this movie, uh, saying that they weren't as good that, or they should have been better or something like that. And like, I thought that everything looked good from the, weird center of the multiverse where they were trying to get the special book to going through the different universes. I thought that was all incredibly animated. Well, you know, all of the stuff in like the utopia verse, all of the special Mm -hmm. effects with the Illuminati, like just really great. Like the times where Wanda gets to really cut loose where she's chasing people or killing people. I thought it was all extremely great. Like all of the stuff really, really worked for me. So yeah, agreed. I I thought it looked good Uh, personally quite a bit. Uh, any wrap up thoughts and then we can talk about some trailers no I'm, I'm i was sitting here trying to think if we if we gave anybody short shrift throughout this um and i don't think that we did uh uh you mentioned um benedict wong I, I wish they would give that dude more to do than he already has like i think he's really really good uh and they just he, he was weirdly better in um uh god what was the uh he was in spider-man Shang-Chi. briefly but yeah he was, he was in, in spider-man and and, and he yeah. was like more fun in both of those yeah yeah um him being the Sorcerer Supreme, like if Doctor Strange turns evil and Benedict Wong ends up being our, you know, our magic character mm-hmm. on the Avengers or whatever, I'm down. Uh, I love Benedict Wong. I think he's great. One, you know, phenomenal actor. Um, um I, I guess that's really it. The music was great, but I mean, it's Danny Elfman, and I feel like I've Danny Elfman and I are just best friends from childhood at this point. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think I have any any thoughts, on, any, any leftover thoughts at all. I'm really, really looking forward to the moment in Phase Four where we start seeing kind of hits at what the what the big villain is going to be. Because um, I, I don't think there is one. I think this is like a Phase Two thing. Yeah, this is all going like, to be like set up phase, in Phase One, peace moving. Yeah, yeah. Like if you look at um, Phase Two, like it kind of like almost kind of climaxes with age of Ultron, but that happened in the middle of it. You know, there, there's not really a climax to that. It sets up some pieces for stuff. Mm-hmm. I think this is, we, this is all passing of the guard characters are getting retired. Like cap got retired at the end of this thing. Uh, we didn't talk about this, but Wanda is very strongly, uh, implied to be like gone. Uh, death is, is not permanent in any of these worlds, but Wanda is implied to be gone at the end of this. Uh, we're retiring characters. Yeah. And we're passing things on to new characters. And then when uh, the next time we'll have a Galactus or a King the Conqueror or whatever, uh, as a serious like big threat that unifies everything will be the next group of movies, I think. I mean, I'm, I'll be interested when, uh, that, when that starts happening. I mean, I'm obviously interested regardless, but I'm, I'm looking forward to when we start seeing glimpses of all of that stuff because... Uh, we have a focus. Yeah, I just, um, like as we're going to talk about with the, in, our, in the next section of this podcast, when we start talking about trailers and like things that have come out on the Disney Plus stuff, like it does feel... 
is if you look at this body of work since Infinity War, you're you just it feels a little unfocused. Like it's it's definitely like has strong moments and we're doing some cool stuff with characters and we're introducing some neat people, but like there's a lot of moving parts to the MCU right now and like they've announced a lot of weird stuff that like some of this stuff like we 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 have to have bad guys. Like I need a bad guy. <laughs> Where- yeah. yeah. Well, they're uh, yeah, they're they're in a weird kind of like uh looking around yeah. phase, you know, and kind of figuring this out. I think that's part of uh a lot of people I've talked to and I don't I think this is reasonable, like just jumped off with Endgame. Mm-hmm. They're like, "Oh, that was a climax." And that totally makes sense yeah. to me. It reminds me a lot of uh the comic book fables which started off and spent forever being like, who is the adversary? Mm-hmm. We had to fight the adversary. And then they revealed the adversary and they did that storyline. It was really good. And then the comic kept going Yep. and they set some stuff in place. And that was my place to jump off of that. You and, know? and then Cinderella uh, got that. her own, her own series and Jack got his own series. And then there was yeah, multiple spinoffs spin and off. Ah. unfocused for a little while. And it was dumb. Yeah, uh, absolutely. If, if I look at phase four stuff, I don't, I feels like very little of this stuff is going to be, important to that big you know whatever that big reveal is mm-hmm. it's just going to be setting some stuff up yeah it's just fun experiences uh, i think and hey i'm here for fun experiences too don't get me wrong uh yeah. oh i know what i wanted to talk about uh just one thing that since marvel has announced that they are continuing the animated series like spin the animated series and oh, yeah. and this was specifically xavier the first time ever in a live action thing wearing a yellow excuse me in a yellow like hover craft like that's got to be him from the animated series, right? Like that's a specific. Oh wow! That's a guy has yeah, to be yeah. a specific thing because uh, it's. I, I mean, I guess they could have just painted it yellow to be like we like the animated series, but it feels like such a specific pull, especially with the theme song being played. That like Marvel had to well, he, want that there. He uh, he had that in the comics for a little while too. Yeah, uh, yeah, as a thing. So it could just be a different different era of the comics, but that's a cool idea because they brought in stuff from cartoons mm-hmm. elsewise. Mm-hmm. I've seen uh tell that X-Men 97 that cartoon is explicitly not part of any of this MCU stuff. Like the the what if cartoon they're like no, no this is canon, like it's multiverse stuff that's happening, but X-Men 97 is not. Mm. Um so I don't yeah, I mean like and but he could be from the old 92. Uh, cartoon as well. Yeah, and, it, and it, uh, again, it could just yeah. be a thing. But I like I like making this connection. Doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, I, I like that idea too. Um, yeah, it, it's a, uh, and I'm I'm looking forward to that cartoon. Oh yeah, absolutely. We'll definitely uh, be covering you know, it. Right, that's like, gonna be fun. It's gonna happen. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's gonna be real fun. Let's take a quick break, and uh, we'll come back, and we're gonna talk about like some trailers and some some some, some rumors and things like that, and then uh, we'll wrap up the episode. We're back. Uh, we're going to talk about some trailers. We mentioned uh, Moon Knight has obviously come out. Uh, we're going to we're going to save Moon Knight coverage for later. Uh, you can probably tell from earlier that I'm I'm not much of a fan, and I don't I don't think that's the, the one episode out of the six will be changing that too dramatically. Uh, I even told myself I'm like I got to watch that episode before Friday so I can record with Gary, and I just didn't. <laughs> I just, <laughs> just didn't. And I don't want to. Absolutely didn't. I played uh, I played <laughs> Citizen Sleeper instead yeah. and had a much better experience with writing. Um, yeah. 
but, just hung out. But a bunch of uh, a bunch of new stuff has been announced, and stuff has uh, trailers have come out. Uh, I know the most exciting thing for you, Gary, is the uh, the Winchesters, the prequel to Supernatural that Jensen Ackles yes. has been pushing on the CW. That's come out. Thoughts and feelings. Oh yeah. First and foremost, uh, I hope that they explain um, how they got their name. Okay. <laughs> so I hope that we can finally get the origins uh, of their name. And I understand it's probably based on the gun, but what was that based on? Um, you know, we can go further back, I think. So they, 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 I'm not, I'm not going to get into this. They were originally going to be called like, uh, <laughs> they were originally going to be like uh, the Colts. They were going to be a family of the Colts. Uh, uh, sure. but they, it had to be a gun. Yeah, yeah, it had had to be a gun of some sort. I guess Eric Kripke was extremely uh, excited about it. No, let's let's talk about. Did we talk about Miss Marvel before? I feel like we have, but, yeah, but I, maybe I, I not. I don't think so. I watched the trailer again today, mm-hmm. uh, and I feel like I we didn't, but maybe we did. I don't know. Uh, let's talk about Miss Marvel. Yeah, uh, it's a really good trailer. Uh, the music in it mm-hmm. was the big thing i kind of like took away the second time i watched it i don't know if i noticed it the first time uh it's great yeah I, it's got it's got a really uh i think that trailer has a very sweet tone mm-hmm. to it um i'm not familiar with that version of the character kamala khan i know people really love her um i just never read any of the comics but i think that this uh i don't know if i was just in like the mood for it or whatever watching the trailer i was just like yeah this seems wholesome and good yeah uh to me you know, I want to see this. It uh, it has some John Hughes vibes, I think, like that kind of classic, yeah. uh, like you know, d- just very wholesome and sweet, but also with you know, not everybody is perfect either. At the same time, like we're gonna have some issues. Uh, it seems to follow the that first uh, major book of Miss Marvel stuff, like the plot of that, pretty closely. Like there's some some shots pulled directly from the panels of that comic. Uh, so I hope they're paying all of those people. Uh, they, yeah, me too. um, but it, so it's, you know, it's just her coming into her powers and the comic book. She's in a human. Um, she gets activated with like, I don't know, somebody somewhere, some scroll probably if I had to guess, like throws some terrigen mist mm-hmm. everywhere. So she gets, she gets activated. Um, and she's Miss Marvel because she Captain Marvel is her idol. Like she, she has posters and stuff up the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the comics, she's a shapeshifter uh, and kind of a like can can expand and, and do weird stuff with her body. Uh, and like at one point, she becomes Captain Marvel very briefly. Like she's trying to be mm-hmm. that, and that's kind of the part of the point of the whole comic book, uh, or at least those first couple arcs, is her learning to be herself as a superhero and not just emulate somebody else. Um, in the in the trailer her her powers have been pretty drastically altered uh and i don't i i feel torn on this because like if they changed the way gene gray's powers worked i'd be like what the fuck are you guys doing um if they changed the hulk significantly i'd be like what the fuck are you guys doing but i kind of for whatever reason just don't care about this too much like mm. the powers her powers I feel like the, the the point of Kamala and like the cool stuff about Kamala are almost entirely separated from the, her power set um, in, a, in a good way. Like, you know, she could have eye beams and go through the same arc. She could have, she could be able to fly and be green and she could probably go through the same arc. So I don't know. I just, I just couldn't find it's it. A, yeah. It's not important. Yeah. Like, cause it's, it's not that kind of power that, that is important. Like if they changed Jean Grey, it would be frustrating because Jean Grey her having psychic powers and being able to read minds and like not being able to control that and stuff is, and obviously Phoenix shit is important to the character. Yeah. Whereas, uh, with, it sounds like with, with Kamala, the idea is just a kid who always wanted to be a superhero and, and, um, and learning how, you know, to 
to be that hero and, and like what that actually yeah, means. Yeah, be your own person. Um, and believe it or not, like yeah. the say what you will about that Avengers video game, but uh, like I played the first few hours of that, and she's the main character, and it's kind of a similar thing where the Avengers have disbanded, and she's like on a quest to, to try to figure out what the fuck is going on. And uh, it's that comes through really, really strong of like her desire to the way that she idolizes these superheroes as a teenager, as a, as a young woman. Um, and then also in the video game, her power set's really cool. Like punching somebody with a giant fist is never, ever going to be bad. <laughs> so, right. Like yeah. it's never, ever going to be a bad thing. Um, so I'll, I'll be curious how the power stuff works out, but it, I, I almost can't see how this can fail. Like it just seems like they're doing a really good job with the casting with the with the humor with the with they're kind of capturing the tone of the comics really really well i'm i'm just so excited to have this chick in the main mcu especially with all of like the, all of the younger generation that's coming up like her uh america chavez um uh kate bishop like all of that is going to be super super cool it's a uh, out of the the trailers we're talking about today i think it's the best one sure uh i think it's it's the thing that looks the coolest uh in terms of things like i you know, very invested for Thor four because it can it, again. It's a sequel to the MCU, mm-hmm. right? Like it's going to move the whole thing forward. But I think in terms of how a trailer looks, this is the coolest looking trailer. And like, I'm a big sucker for the um, non uh, Ang Lee adding comic elements to things, like the dialogue bubbles and stuff that pop up. Yeah. Uh, and this, like, similar to the Scott Pilgrim movie, which I like a lot. Um, it reminded me of that. Uh, as opposed to the Ang Lee comic panel stuff, which has a weird reevaluation that people like, but that movie's boring as shit. Yeah, uh, it's <laughs> the worst. It's not. A, it's not. You're good. all insane. So it's, it's just not a <laughs> like, good movie. You're out of your fucking minds. Yeah. Uh, you you don't have to like something just because it isn't MCU house style. That necessary but not sufficient is a term that you should uh, introduce yourself to Twitter. You uh, um, you mentioned the Thor trailer. Uh, I think that yep. the. The interesting thing from that uh, is they they felt like they had to address him getting skinny in the trailer, <laughs> like they they had <laughs> yep. to show him doing CrossFit. Like we have to, that's very important. We have to show him that you know he's he's not a he's not a chubbo anymore. And I'm like, I mean, it, whatever, dude. Like you guys you guys are being really weird yeah. about this whole thing. Um, that could have happened off camera. Oh yeah, I I, th- I think that the the uh, discourse around Fat Thor was a little bit irritating. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't find Fat Thor that problematic. You know, uh, but at the same time, I also didn't need to see him train. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't uh, need CrossFit yeah. Thor, you know, uh, but the, the idea that he, I, and I like this as a, a sequel to the MCU as well as a sequel directly to like Thor's arc over the last bunch of movies, because he's gone through the shit with all of this stuff and doesn't really know where he fits in anymore. And the movie kind of saying like, he's going to give up not only being a superhero, but like give up fighting. Like there was that scene very early in the trailer where the guardians all like obviously like rush toward to fight somebody and he just turns around and walks the other way uh, is really interesting to me. Like I think having Chris Hemsworth has always been like manly, aggressive, super gorgeous kind of dude. And then having, I'm really curious how he's going to play Thor with this like more soft approach, right. With this more soft character. Uh, I think it's going to be super interesting. I think that like the uh, I agree with that. I want to see where they take the character. Uh, my issue with this trailer is that it it has huge like teaser energy mm-hmm. uh, in that there's no plot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To it. Like I don't know. I want to know what the conflict is. Uh, not because I need to have it spoiled for me, but because that's how stories work. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know what the hook of this is. Who's the villain? 
yeah. Well, I I know that, but I don't know it from the trailer. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's a, and I want to know what the stakes are. Like a movie about like a trailer that's just showing a superhero having an existential crisis. That's one we know. Like it's almost there's just not enough to it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's weird. It's it's a pretty weird trailer i think and the guardians uh, featuring so much in it, it makes sense because at the end of infinity ward like he he gets on the ship and they they all go off together um but we also have a guardians movie coming out relatively soon yeah and i feel like back-to-back guardian business is going to be would be too much so i, I kind of have a feeling that he's going to split with the guardians real early on like a lot of that guardian ho- guardian yeah. stuff is going to be like that's early in the movie. Uh, let's, it's going to be the same way that like Wanda broke bad in Doctor Strange, right? Where we're just going to get, it's going to be like, oh, the first in the first five or ten scenes, all of that stuff is done, and he's on his own with, uh, notably, uh, Jane being back uh, as Thor, as you know from the comic books. Uh, yeah, Natalie, Lady Thor, Jane Foster, Thor. Jane Foster, Thor, uh, and Natalie Portman looking fucking jacked up, uh, just she- incredibly muscled up in this. The uh, the jacked up is good. Uh, I'm uh, of the people who thinks that the ultra shiny helmet looks like shit. Oh yeah, I don't get it. You it looks like it? so cheap. Mm. It lo- it looks like a bucket you hold Halloween candy in, <laughs> like or like a thing like a, a plastic case that Hot Wheels that were Thor themed. Okay, yeah, would come in. It looks so bad. Interesting. Uh, uh, we didn't talk about this, man. I wanted to talk about this during the Doctor Strange thing. Also, I forgot about this. God, uh, Wanda's 3D printed crown drove me nuts in Doctor Strange. Really? See, I like, didn't, it I, looked like mm. a, a thing I could just make at home. I, I did not. Uh, I did not think it was. I, it didn't bring me out of anything. I was just like, oh, that's just part of her outfit or whatever. She's the Scarlet Witch. Like I wasn't. I wasn't too stressed. I kept expecting it to fall off and break. And th- this also just looks like very flimsy plastic to me. <clears throat> uh, I do not know why they all of a sudden decided to make metal that shiny. It's the shiniest metal that's ever appeared in the entire franchise. <laughs> <laughs> i don't i don't get it i like that she looks jacked and i like that direction mm-hmm. for for jane foster a lot of people are very excited for lady thor uh for lady reasons and i get that i've never really liked natalie portman in this role okay uh a part of that's because the thor movies are shit uh up until the third one mm-hmm. like i think thor one and two are legitimately like pretty bad um and she's not really in uh the other ones yeah. like she's barely in them she was in that what if you know, just kind of barely, but and that, I haven't, I don't think like Natalie Portman hasn't been in the MCU since the MCU has been what it is now. Yeah. So we'll be very curious to see how she fits in. I, uh, I like her. I liked her in, in the first movie. Um, and there's aspects of like the beginning part of the second movie that I think, like, I think she does well. I think the reason that Natalie Portman suffers in this is that her and Chris Hemsworth seem to have like no actual chemistry together whatsoever. And, Mm-mm. and they really push this obvious like love story. And if you watch it, you're like, you're pretty, it, they're pretty into each other immediately. And you just don't see it at all. Like you, you would be, when I rewatched Thor, was we were doing our big MCU rewatch recently. We were like, we were watching, we're like, she's like going to bat for the dude, mainly because he has muscles. Like, like she's never seen like a model before. Like it's, it's kind of, it's yeah. kind of weird because he doesn't have <laughs> a person. on me. Yeah. He, it, he, he doesn't yeah. have a personality and like, she barely has a yeah. person. Their, their personalities are both, they do their job. Like that's, that's all they do yeah. with Thor one. Um, and she gets a little better, I think, in Thor two. But then, you know, then she gets like um, turned into an Infinity Stone or whatever the fuck happens at the end of that movie. Um, and I don't, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but yeah, like I, I'm I'm just excited. I like Natalie Portman a whole lot, so I'm I'm pretty excited to see her mm-hmm. do some shit in this role. Uh, and I'm just really insanely curious how they're gonna do all of the like 
stuff with Zeus and, and, and the rest of this. Like, I just, I just can't wait to see this movie. Like, it's just going to be so much stuff, fun follow up. And it's, and it's Taika. Like, Taika can kind of yeah, do no it, wrong. It'll, <clears throat> Thor 3 was great. Like, and, and nothing about how it was marketed, you know, or like looked was what was great about it. Um, it's like, you know, in the top five Marvel movies, like it's very good. Yeah, yeah. So I, I trust the director. I'm very curious I just, about it. I just watched the, uh, TV show, uh, what we do in the shadows, um, where the, Oh yeah. I just started watching that. Oh, well, I, have you seen the movie too? Yes. I've definitely seen the movie. Okay. Well, I'll, Many I'll just be quiet because I don't want to spoil you on a really delightful thing that happens towards the end of season one. So appreciate that um no, glad it glad uh, yeah, it glad it brought in that they were glad i said that anyway tyke is yeah. great is all i was going to say about what we do in the shadows um and i can't yeah. i can't wait to see what's happening Phenomenal. with him uh i'm i'm i i'm excited about this movie because i trust the director i also i want to see so i don't i'm not very excited about she thor lest someone think i am sexist uh i am way into seeing more valkyrie yes uh, yeah tessa thompson in these movies like is incredible and the trailer shows her as like the mayor of new asgard or something around like the city council uh, i think you could do really fun shit with that character like you know she's a warrior you know by by birth and they uh part of ragnarok was like what if you know asgard is its people it's not this place uh we can we can change and the the shot of her in that makes me think like like valkyrie's not going to be happy just pushing papers and shit no not at all not at you all. know that's going to be an interesting place for that character to go and i i love that performance like i love tessa thompson and, and she uh, actually has you it, know has that role she's a developed character in the universe right like which i think is something that when you see when you look at jane foster i can talk about how much i like natalie portman and like the her being kind of funny in the first movie but she's not a developed character by any means whereas uh no. tessa thompson valkyrie absolutely is um even though she didn't get a lot to do in the infinity war stuff like she she, she went through an arc <laughs> like and she at the end of yeah. that movie she's handed new she's handed new asgard so it'll be really interesting there's a shot uh that's not in the trailer that they released of um her and natalie portman sitting side by side and just both looking like jacked up chicks that are i mean just it look, mm-hmm. it's just really like it's going to be a really fun movie like taika's gonna treat us on this one i think it's gonna be fun yeah yeah i i'm, I'm excited about it yeah. i i think that it will be cool uh i uh i'm curious about it i really hope that we're right that uh guardians are dispatched pretty quick yeah i want to get a little bit of fun of that supporting cast as little peter quill as possible and then switch over to gore the god butcher yeah you know? what do you i, I think i was gonna ask you what you know about gore the god butcher on this because i don't i don't <laughs> i don't know a lot about i mean i know a couple of things about him just from his name you know what do i'm you, saying yeah do, do, <laughs> i can tell you, that did you follow the trail of breadcrumbs that begins with god and ends with butcher yeah and you will know and you will notice <laughs> you know it's about the trail of gore the god butcher uh i uh, i know very little about gore the god butcher other than that he uh what he does and that his powers are basically what Hela's powers were in Ragnarok. Like he makes swords and stuff. Just knowing what his, his story is though, like I reading about it in preparation for this, where it's like, he's somebody who's getting revenge on the gods because they didn't answer his prayers. I think it's a cool place for this movie because Thor is basically trying to hang up his hat. You know, uh, this is, I think this is going to end up reminding me a little bit of uh, one of the things I liked about the Hawkeye show, which was like, you can be done with this lifestyle, but the lifestyle isn't done with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, um, he's going to try to like be peaceful and be a warrior, but you, you don't get to just like run away from what you are and what you did. You know, this person hunting him for what he, what he was rather than what he is, I think is a cool conflict. 
And it's uh, Christian Bale, who is, always seemed like a huge asshole. Like, I, I never liked that guy. Okay. But I find him compelling as uh, anyone who's kind of a shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think he will be fun to watch in this. I don't, um, I, you know, I, I don't even know what gore the God Butcher looks like. Is it's going to be like an Oscar Isaac situation where he's just full of makeup, like, and you can't tell that. Uh, he, boy, gore the God Butcher is like a, a nude guy, uh, like a tell, ghoul, tell, like a like tell a pale me more. ghoul. Uh, he's largely a nude pale ghoul, mostly. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Kind of an alien thing. I don't know how they're going to do him. They haven't revealed him. You know. For this, which makes me think maybe they're still working on it because that's how VFX shit works. This movie's coming out in a few months and they're still like, like two months and there's, they're still, uh, you know, probably putting together Gore the God Butcher. I figured we would have gotten another trailer by now, if not. Yeah, I, I kind of expected that yeah. as well. There's apparently, oh no, there's some set photos. You want to copy this to you real quick on Discord? Yeah. Um, show, show me, show me Gore the God Butcher. <laughs> Computer. Computer. Show me Gore the God Butcher. <laughs> Like, um, okay, and that looks all that, right. That, that looks, you know, the, the all white yeah. kind of, you know, pale wraithy kind of situation. I'm down. Um, that looks cool to me. Yeah, I'd be interesting to see how that would look uh, in in live action. I just, you know, even in um, Thor two, I can't remember who the villain of that was, uh, but it was like a guy, that, the Dark Elf or whatever. Yeah, yeah, but it's like it was yeah. like a guy that I know and that like enjoyed his media and like did not even recognize him in the show. That's always a real bummer to me. So. It's Malekith, right? It's the same name as the the bad guy from Elden Ring. Is it really? The, I think it's Malekith. I think Malekith is the name of the the villain of Thor too. That's funny. God, I hate those those first two Thor movies. <laughs> They're not like, good, dude. They're not good. Yeah, it's Malekith. You're absolutely right. Uh, it was so Doctor boring. Who. It was the first Doctor Who guy, uh, Christopher oh, okay, Eccleston. Yeah. So that's why I was. Um, no. What else? Uh, what other trailers? Let's, let's end on a little bit of a, a flat turd, maybe. Uh, the most recent trailer that came out uh, is the one for She-Hulk. Yeah. Uh, Something I've been really excited about. Like when they announced this uh, and when they announced the, the the woman playing her, I I don't know if you were an Orphan Black fan at all, uh, but like no. that's it's a really, really fun sci-fi series. And the main actress who's playing She-Hulk, whose name I should just look up. It's 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 a, uh, Tatiana Maslany. There you go. Uh, she plays multiple versions of herself um and she does okay. she's a fucking chameleon like she she's she's one of those actors those actors that can just like get into a role and she almost disappears so i was really excited about this and then the trailer came out and i kind of dig the vibe i just cannot get over how bad she hulk looks uh yeah, it's awful it's, it's weird it's it's like the opposite it looks like shit you know, like it looks <laughs> like this will i think this will be good it's based on good comics. Uh, the writer, uh, the lead writer for this is one of the, uh, and this is not a show I like or anything, but just kind of give it a tone is one of the people who wrote episodes that people like of Rick and Morty when they finally brought in lady writers mm-hmm. uh, to Rick and Morty, uh, which is apparently like it got less Rick and Morty at that point. I fell off that show. I, I don't care. But, you know, that person has a pedigree. It's based on good comics. I like the actors that are in it. It just looks bad. Like it visually looks like garbage. It just looks like garbage. The whole idea of uh, you know Jennifer Walters existing as a as a lawyer and doing like the dating scene and modern MCU stuff, like uh, doing that kind of ep- approach on this, almost like a Sex in the City, if you want to get like real pedantic or or whatever. But like that kind of not necessarily rom com, but like a- almost a, a, a 
almost a rom-com kind of vibe i think really really works like i think that's that's a really cool approach and fun and like it looks cute and funny it's just when you any time that you see her as she hulk as as it once after the transformation it's fucking awful like i can't get over how bad it looks yeah it 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 looks like it it's like fake cgi yeah uh it it yeah it it should not have been released as is i'm very surprised that it was and stuff has come out about that um the trailer house you know the effects house that was making this uh kept getting notes to make her smaller apparently so they had they digitally like shrank her and and like trimmed her down a bunch uh originally she she was much bigger she was much more hulk like uh and this is you know in the comics like she hulk tends not to be very monstrous especially in the ones where she's a lawyer like she just looks slightly bigger and green mm-hmm. uh but if this was changed in any way like all the time to the last minute that helps explain why it looks so garbagey you know like they they did not have tons of time uh, but then just don't release the trailer yet yeah you know? i mean all uh, of this stuff works on schedules and i was reading um an article that kind of got as people were asking questions like um i can't remember the website that did this but um they interviewed a, an anonymous writer that was talking about like the challenges of specifically disney approaching these tv shows like they were movie projects and not they, there's no showrunners you know there's you know there's a, a lead there's a writer's room um there's a a bunch of stuff where the budget is will just disappear in the episode as they start getting like these higher mm-hmm. and higher end uh, actors to come in um and you know so a lot of factors go in this stuff and like hey it's hard to make anything right it's and it's hard to make anything good yeah it's just really fucking weird when you have like the one complaint that everybody has about disney is they're too big and they make too much money and then you're like this looks like you know a, a low budget effort uh and it's probably not that's the thing what you're saying is it's got to be true where there's so many fingers in these pies pulling in different directions that the VFX people don't have, didn't have time to make it look realistic. Cause all of this stuff is just a function of time and money. Um, but as of now, I think I, I texted you this other day, like it looks worse than Shrek. <laughs> like Shrek has better yeah, animation. It's, it's, like, and it's wild to me. I, I like Tatiana a lot. I would have almost, they, I, I kind of wish they would have gone like really leaned into practical effects for this. Right. Like made her mm. like, you know, put her in contraptions where they made her look green or whatever. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I don't, I don't know how you do that. I'm not a movie magic guy, but like, I just like, as, as it is, she looks just awful. And they have her in this weird uncanny Valley thing where they're putting her in like restaurants and like very cat. So like, it's not even where Hulk can look kind of stupid unless he's like Hulk it out. But 90% of the time Hulk is Hulk it out. He's in the middle of a battlefield where everything looks kind of dumb. You have people flying around. Like it doesn't, it makes sense in context her at a restaurant on a date and and being so weird is just so off-putting to me man it's really bad yeah it 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 don't look good Mm-mm. it it looks really bad and they also i don't think that they do a great job of um really having a lot of like good funny dialogue in it either mm-hmm. like it's a comedy and you need to have it be funny but it, it plays a little generic like it's like let's get some shots you know it, it's it's got that kind of thing. Like, I, I believe there will be funny jokes in this. I just don't know why they didn't put any of them out. Yeah. It really, it really uh, tempered my expectations for this dramatically. Um, it's nice to see like Hulk there, right? Like I'd like to, I like the fact yeah, that yeah. we're pulling in an actual Avenger. Yeah. Benedict Wong going to be there as well, which I didn't realize he's a starring member. He's like fourth billing. Dude is in everything nowadays. So, Jesus Christ. He's, yeah. He's just like, I'm, 
I am the connective tissue. There's a moment, I, uh, speaking of Benedict Wong, uh, there's a moment where we see Tim Roth, um, who played uh, Abomination in uh, that horrible movie. Um, yeah, the, the worst MC movie, probably. But Abomination also showed up in Shang-Chi, as you remember. And there was that moment yeah. uh, where they finished the battle um, in, in Shang-Chi, and Wong opens up the portal, and they like walk through it together. Uh and mm-hmm. they walk into the room that Tim Roth is in in this trailer. Like, it's the exact same cage. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of a neat, like, what is, how is Benedict Wong, why is he breaking out this dude to make money and then putting him back in jail or whatever? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's um, fascinating. Yeah. Like, it's also, man, Tim Roth has aged so much since that Hulk movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they show him as Tim Roth, I was certain that it was... Uh, Hank Pym. You texted me that. You uh, were like, so, so yeah. he's like, Hank Pym has committed a crime. And I was like, I'm going to need to watch that trailer again at some point. I don't remember Hank Pym being in it, but uh, yeah, that's that's fine. Who cares? Um, I didn't see him well enough, Like, but it looks like him because Tim Roth's super old now. <laughs> it looks, uh, but uh, yeah, I'm uh, the idea. Also, it's worth noting the uh, premise of the show. You know, the idea of like the, the lawyer, like lawyers mm-hmm. in this world is so inherently fun. It's the reason why we keep getting She-Hulk comics yep. and they keep going back. It's a pretty fun idea. Yeah, it's a real, it's a real good, mm-hmm. and especially you know, superhero lawyers are a lot of fun. Like, right, and they've, yep. they even have their own weird, like, crazy villain-looking building in the trailer, which looks dope. Um, there's a lot of expectation of Daredevil showing up in this, and I just don't think that he will. I don't think that I think. Well, he's going to show up, and we found out. Yeah, and you know, he's going to show up in his own thing. Uh, but I, I, I would expect to see uh, maybe Foggy or um, Karen in this. Um, I could, I could see them like popping up as uh, just doing as she does legal stuff in a courtroom, right? Like having one of them pop up somewhere yeah, yeah. Uh, would be fun. I could almost see a crossover with Daredevil if they didn't just announce the Daredevil show. Yeah. Like today mm-hmm. that there's going to be a da- that Disney's started working on a Daredevil show, which I'm, I'm happy for in a weird way. Like, Charlie Cox has been begging for that for so long. Just, I just kind of feel like good for you, bud. Good, good for you, yeah. buddy. I don't have any particular affection for you, but it's nice to see somebody get some good news. Yeah, it's you know? it's it's weird. Like having recently consumed all that Netflix stuff, uh, I would be fine if we never saw it again. Like, I mean, like I would. I, I think those shows <laughs> exist perfectly as they are. Like, they those are. I, I wasn't hankering for those specific characters. Uh, I, I think. Um, Kristen as Jessica Jones was probably my favorite out of that whole group. Uh, but like if they just wanted to recast Jessica Jones or just not have Jessica Jones in the MCU, I would have also been okay with that. So it's just, you know, yeah. Yeah. The CGI on this looks if terrible. They're doing it like after he showed up in Spider-Man, like I think it makes sense sure. mm-hmm. uh, for him to be here. I hope they keep it in continuity and they explain it. Um, I haven't watched all those daredevil things, but I think that'd be more fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if it opens up the door, uh, I really like the guy. We talked about this. I really like the guy who plays the Punisher. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I really like that version of the Punisher. Like, you know, and I like that the Luke Cage as well. Like, I don't really need those parts to be recast. Yeah. You know, uh, bring him in and keep that continuity. Why not? That, uh, it's already done some work for you. Whew, the second season of the Punisher, man, that's some good shit. Like, it's not. It, the, it doesn't. Re- kind of watch it. It, I, it doesn't relate yeah. to anything like Marvel at all. It's just a fucking. It's like a Frank Miller Punisher. You know, Marvel Knights fucking Punisher story, and it's just just really really great. So, one of the weirdest, uh, like I think most incongruous things with my taste is that I like have to grudgingly admit, like I generally really like the Punisher. Yeah, like yeah. it's fascist and cops love it, and it kind of sucks. Uh, you know, I get I get all the reasons why it kind of sucks. Uh, I've had a lot of time reading those comic runs, though. Yeah. 
there's something like deep in me that it appeals to. I mean, it's they're so. they're fun and violent, and you know, it's at their best, they're just really good criminal stories, right? They're really good stories yeah, yeah. about criminals and hey, crime time. And I'm yeah. into st- like you know that shit's good. That's that's just been the base of entertainment for you know hundreds of years now. Like we're good. Yeah. It's like Rambo or something. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's just like '80s schlocky. You know. Uh, that kind of stuff, but it's more fun because it's a little bit elevated and because every once in a while, like he has to try to fight Wolverine, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, Very weird. it's a, yeah, I, I, I'd like the Punisher. It's weird, but I do. It's my cop DNA. Uh, it's, it's all like uh, all the cops in you. Yeah. Um, I think that's all yeah. the Marvel stuff. I don't really know that there's too much, uh, too much else. We, we got all the, there are announcements and stuff that, but not that have come out since there's still stuff that we know is coming that we haven't seen. Yeah. That they haven't shown anything of. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah like i mix i'm into you know i think secret invasion will be interesting armor wars is an interesting idea you know i'll be curious and i think it's interesting they're doing that and Ironheart. yeah separately uh you know which is separately mm-hmm. i think that's interesting um and generally you know i haven't watched moon knight yet but i have the tv the batting average on the tv shows has been way better than than i expected sure mm-hmm. uh and this is you know really surprised by how much i like talk guy uh things like that we talked about all that stuff so i'm i'm pretty you know, still pretty strapped in. Yeah. Uh, for things. Do you want to, do you want to talk um, about the Obi-Wan trailer that came out? Do you have any? <laughs> nope. <laughs> I don't, I haven't watched it. I don't, I, yeah, of course you I haven't cannot. watched it. One of, yeah. One of the things that frustrates me a little bit about, uh, the discourse part of this, okay. just to loop it back. So we're complaining about people on Twitter uh-huh. is that, uh, everything that people complain about MCU stuff also applies to star Wars, but people don't complain about star Wars as much. Like people are like, oh, it's this never ending franchise and it takes up all of our fucking theater screens and stuff. And I'm like, man, I've been dealing with this with with Star Wars since those movies came back. Yeah, I can't wait to go to like, um, the theater. And I'd, all I want to do is watch my latest indie flick from David David Lynch. But Avatar 2 is everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I can't. I, or, or uh, man, I can't wait to watch a, uh, a Ryan Johnson movie. Oh no, it's a Star Wars movie. Oh, now you, you know, it's just like the, the shit just happens with big franchises. Gary, like, now you have to watch Clone Wars so you can catch up on a Ryan Johnson movie. <laughs> yeah, how can how can I even I want to watch Ryan Johnson, so I better watch it. I better read this entire thing universe. Uh and and also I like Ryan Johnson enough somehow to watch movie 12 in a 15 movie series. Mm, 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 mm. You know, no, it, like it's just insane. <laughs> like I love Ryan Johnson, but I'm not going to I don't I'm not going to follow him anywhere. You know, because of course I'm not. It's a Star Wars movie first. Yeah, absolutely. And that is bad. Um, um, that's all the Marvel stuff. Uh, I think that's. Um, I'm trying to remember. Was there another? So didn't Sony announce some weird fucking thing that they were doing? They they did, but it. I can't even remember the name of it. It's um, and it may not happen. It's a really obscure character, and I I can't even remember the name right now. Yeah, I um. Uh, it was somebody. It, it, there was the like El Marto or something like it was some weird fucking spinoff thing. Yeah. And then of course they were doing Craven the Hunter, but I don't, I don't, I don't understand why, why, like who is just craving the Craven? I don't get, I don't get it. Um, yeah, I know. I, I just crazy for Craven. Uh, the idea of like, I am, I'm here for the, the trash version of the MCU. That is the, uh, the Venom verse. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's, it's purely like, not ironically, but I, I'm not, I don't know how to describe it. I will I'm I will watch Morbius at some point because I have a more uh Morbius morbidus curiosity. Yeah, that's um I got, yeah. that that's a that's a an edible and a cup of coffee and a solid Saturday morning right there is what that is. Yep, yep. <laughs> that's that's, 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 that's over the course of four evenings before bed. 
uh, 20 minutes before I fall asleep four nights in a row. Um, I think that's going to do it for this episode. I just want to say uh, thank you yeah. to everybody that's been uh, listening to us. Um, if you want to support us, you can go to patreon.com slash TV and kick us some dollars every month. You get some cool benefits of that, like being able to join the Slack channel and a ton, a ton of exclusive content. Uh, you can also leave ratings and reviews on various podcasting services. That, that helps us out a lot. And if you know friends that you think that would be interested in uh this podcast you should you should tell them about it that's the easiest way to support us and the most direct yeah um, yeah absolutely uh paul you know thanks everybody for your patience as we switched over away from early release there's some hiccups and stuff kind of across the network as we figure that out um you know weird things happened like the uh the premium waff went out on the public feed for like a minute <laughs> uh, things like that so people got free episodes we're we're figuring it out it's yeah. it's not that complicated but also we're just people and we're tired yeah so yeah. uh stuff like that's happening and uh generally it's been in in folks favor um but uh we're we're hammering out the kinks and if there's so any appreciate everyone's uh if there's patience. ever any technical problem that you may have with this podcast uh feel free to add me on twitter at jg greer or just at the podcast either way um that's the easiest way to get in touch with me so yeah thank you everybody yeah. uh we'll be back next time with uh something else i'll let you know what that something is later. comics related mm-hmm. most likely or our time it's maybe it's finally time gary maybe it's finally time that we start covering the gifted <laughs> Dude. 48 episodes uh, let's go <laughs> I'm in. Okay. We heard it here, guys. Days of Future Gifted coming up. 